It is Friday, January 12th. It is in the weeds. Joel Pearl is not here. We've banned him from today's show for making ho-ass comments on previous episodes. I'm Jeremy Lambert, joined this week, this Friday, a special guest. Always happy to have him here. SP3 is here. SP3, how you doing, buddy? I am doing well, Jeremy. The substitute teacher... The the Gregory Eddy of Fightful is here, ladies and gentlemen. The mocha in your in the weeds of your coffee in the in the morning while you drink and you watch in the weeds. It is I, SP3. And of course, if SP3 is on, that means that I have to bring all my friends to the cookout. So, of course, we got a special guest from True Hill Heat on, on this episode of In the Weeds. And it's going to be a fun one. 11.30, Jimmy Macram is going to join us. I've never done a show with Jimmy. I'm very much looking forward to this. Um, I've just been told I made it nine seconds without cursing. Is ho-ass a curse word? Samoa Joe can get away with it. Why can't I get away I mean, with it? I mean, Samoa Joe, he delivered it much better. <laughs> I mean, he's Samoa Joe after all. What a promo. What a first night as uh, champion. Ruled. Absolutely ruled. <laughs> Love that he was just calling calling people out. Don't make your stupid, don't make your ho-ass comments on social media. Complain, come out here, complain about your booking. Just bring your reputation and your record. That was SP3's. for you, Def Hardy. <laughs> yeah, I know. I, I So it, it, we'll, we'll go in the weeds a little bit. In our group chat, our, our staff chat, not our group chat, yeah. our staff chat, you know, we call stories of, oh, I'm going to do this article. I'm going to do that article. So somebody posted in I think it was Colin uh, posting the staff chat after Dynamite. It was like, is this good to run like this Jeff Hardy comment? Because he made it like during Dynamite. Uh, he posted that. I thought and he I did was, it before. It may have been a little bit before. Okay. Uh, it was either like just as Dynamite was started or just as it went on the air or, or just before. But he posted that. He's like, not on the Hardys are not on Rampage or not on Dynamite. We're stuck on Rampage. And I'm like, eh, I think he's just like doing his gimmick nonsense. And <laughs> I, and then I was like, are they even booked for a rampage? And I was like, no. I was like, oh, that's a, you know, that's a major ownage right there. It's like, we're, we're on, you can find us on rampage. We're not even on rampage this week. And then <laughs> it was like, it was like, Tony, Tony saw his, he saw his post. It was like, oh, let me scrap. Yeah. <laughs> I'll put one of these luchadors in there. <laughs> <laughs> Colin was like, is this good to run? Can I run this? I was like, yeah, you can run Jeff Hardy's ho-ass comments. <laughs> That's what Very he's doing. Nice. Made, made his little ho-ass comments, and that was that. You called yeah, him and then out. he deleted it. Danielson got him. Danielson was like, you're fine, buddy. It was like that's your ass. That's, Get that's, him out of here. That's 17,000. 17, 17,000 to Jeff Hardy. He's upset. He's pissed. <laughs> He already, he already can't, can't, he has to like be babysit everywhere probably. So like, that's, that's rough. Guys, we appreciate you tuning in here on this Friday. We got a lot to talk about. If you want to support this channel, this show, you can subscribe to the channel. We are close to 15,000. Are we over 15,000? I don't keep up with that stuff. That's a joke. You are at 14.9. We're so close. We're pushing it. Subscribe to the channel, everybody. What's wrong with you? yell at everyone uh you can subscribe to the channel if you if you would like that would that would help us out i would really appreciate it you have a thumbs up on the video let's see if we can get the fireworks going here maybe yes maybe no i don't know 
I don't have it on mine. <laughs> nope. Leave a thumbs up. Leave your ho ass comments in the in the chat and on the video. There we go. Thumbs up right there. Um, especially we will highlight your whole ass comments if it's by super chat donation yeah send us super chat money with all your whole ass comments and we'll make sure to highlight them right here on on this uh this here show we had a lot to talk about there's a big weekend of wrestling to to talk about i'm i'm so not looking forward to it SV3. I'm not. I know you 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 have to work during it. So that's yeah, that's, like yeah. I don't get to enjoy wrestling like other people do. Like I'm I'm writing articles. Uh I I get like it's fun for me, but it's also like it's work. It is work. Like it's not just let me sit back and watch and like, oh that's cool. Let me tweet a bunch about it and everything. People people legitimately uh will message me and like why don't you tweet more during shows? Like how come every time you tweet, like it's when it's when a show's not going on or whatever, it's they think I'm too negative when I, when I tweet. Cause I don't like tweeting like nice things about stuff. I'm like, well, it's because I'm working so much during the shows. I don't have time to tweet during these shows. And then when I want to tweet the negativity, just uh, it's funnier to me. It's really what it comes down to. It's just funny. It draws a lot more too. SP three. You you be you be blowing up, man. Well, yeah, but so it draws a lot more because all I see when I'm like searching for interviews and stuff to listen to, Tony Khan is wrong for his tweets. Should Tony Khan be fired? Tony Khan should be banned from social media. Tony Khan Twitter tirade. Blah 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 blah. I'm like, he just tweeted a couple of things. Why are we trying to? What are we doing here? The, the craziest part of that whole thing ladies and gentlemen is that i i was on social media on monday night after the jinder mahal and seth rollins promo segment tony algorithm sucks and i and i and i and i tweeted out i was like do y'all want to see if they send up jinder mahal to be seth rollins challenger at the royal rumble and i got numerous wwe fans that was like no they shouldn't do that no that's devaluing the title no this and that and then tony calls it out and says the same thing and then he's the bad guy all i saw during the seth and gender stuff were like why is gender getting this title shot huh and all I saw during the hook call out was, let's fucking go, hook. Hell yeah, I'm excited Yo, for this. That's that's what I I literally said that on any river. I said his timeline is trash. That's yeah, what we have his... to really talk about. Because if he saw anybody, I was like, I did not see any rage. I was like, where is the rage? I never saw any rage over Hook challenging uh Samoa Joe. You had Jack Perry when he was jungle boy. Go 10 minutes with the AEW World Champion in 2019. Then get a shot at Kenny Omega in 2021 when he was Wrestler of the Year. Like, so what? Hook, hook, yeah, who can get a shot? I, Tony's algorithm, not good. See, this is the problem with, with Tony because all he does, he likes to tweet positively about AEW, but he calls out so much of the WWE bots and stuff that he sees all the AEW negativity on his timeline. What are we doing? No, Tony, you got to you got to get you got to get a better algorithm here, Tony. You got to learn to block these people, mute these people at the very least. But yeah, all I saw was nothing but praise for Hook. People were excited for Hook and Samoa Joe. Yeah. Nobody liked nobody liked Gender and Seth Rollins. Nobody was like, "Oh, can't wait to to see this." My thoughts on it. Look, I don't care what Tony tweets. Who cares? It's Twitter. 
who gives a shit? Uh, exactly. I don't, it, br- I, I it brings there's... it brings attention. Sometimes it's not the best attention, but like he, he brought attention to stuff. That's all he's trying to do. He's trying to promote. He's trying to get publicity. He, he brought the, the attention to it. Who cares? As far as like the records and everything, here's where I think Tony was a little bit like wrong in citing records in, in this like you do this too tony people just get like random title shots or your the records don't hold up why is staying in darby allen not getting a tag team title shot they got the best record in the tag team division they're undefeated why are they not getting a tag team title shot why are the young bucks getting to face sting and darby allen young bucks just lost last time we saw them on television they were a bunch of losers now they get to this important match against Sting and Darby. Why? I know why. It's because Sting picked them. Like, it's okay. It's okay to admit that sometimes you do storyline stuff. Sometimes you base it on records. It's okay. You don't need to try to make it an attack over, over this. Like, Jinder Mahal shouldn't get this title shot because he hasn't won a match. It, it, it's a story. Like, it's okay. If you're not happy with the story, don't watch it. I assume, I don't know if Tony if Tony's gonna watch Raw, but uh, I the tweets were whatever to me popped me that just like of all the things he replies to cage match, don't you dare despair, to besmirch the great name of cage match. It triggered him. It was all it was just a combination of a whole bunch of things. If I was the owner of a company, would I have tweeted that out? Yeah, probably. Um, <laughs> wait, this is the era that we come from. Like, like I'm around. I'm not. I'm not that much younger than than Tony Khan. This is the era that we grew up in. But if people are gonna talk trash about me, yeah, I'm probably gonna respond back. That's the type of owner I'm gonna be. I'm gonna. I'm gonna be like. I'm gonna stomp with the big dogs if you wanna come at me. But he doesn't need to talk about any like double standards. He needs to really fix his timeline and <laughs> focus on the positive that people are saying about AEW because it's and I also talked I also want to say this there's a disconnect on what is said in on the internet on social media and then what is seen when we see the people in the building when we see the people in the building they were cheering for a babyface MJF if you looked at social media a lot of people did not like the babyface MJF there was a disconnect there and there seems to be that a lot with AEW that Always what you see online is not always what they're going to see in the building. It's not always going to be how people respond to it. And then also, sometimes stuff that happens on social media influences how people respond in the building. And we're seeing that with Chris Jericho. Boy. Uh, <laughs> I mean, we can talk about Chris Jericho. They played they played Judas like he was New Jack out there. Blared it. Blared yeah. it on those speakers. About the whole thing. He showed up at least. People were wondering if he was even going to show up. He showed up. He's going to wrestle on Saturday at Battle of the Belts in front of the half-empty Norfolk crowd after they file out after collision. Um, and then that's that's that, you know. Jericho is he's still going to be on TV. Do you think, a, a genuine question, do you think he's off television after Saturday? Because I don't think they're winning. I don't think him and Sammy are winning. Maybe I'm wrong. But do you think that they're off tell that he's off television for a little bit after Saturday? Do I think they will take him off television or do I think he should be off television? 
do I think they'll take him off television? Because I think we all no. agree he should be off television. Yeah, yeah, that's definitely it. And it's like a double fold why I think he should be taking off television. I think he should have been taken off television a long time ago before this whole controversy happened and rumors started being being said. I, I thought he should have been taken off of television because he had gotten stale and no one that had worked with Chris Jericho was helped that much by him being on the television and contributing to, to TV. He was bringing people down like Kenny Omega at, that people felt like at that time. So that was one thing. And then this whole thing just makes it double fold and it makes it more blaring to everybody that it's very apparent that the crowd has turned against him and that it's probably time to take him off of TV and just see if you if things will cool down or maybe look into things. I don't know. But, I mean, like you said, he's not going to look at anything that was started online, no rumors that were uh, kind of have evidence to them or, or started online. He's not going to listen to them. So just taking him off TV might be the best thing for him because it's very obvious the crowd is turning against him. I'm with you on taking him off television, like uh, aside from the the rumors and yeah. everything. Just give a break from him because he was starting to reach that point with the Omega stuff of, hey, what are we what are we doing here with with, with Chris Jericho? I I mean, he had the feud with Ricky. That was the start of last year, right? Yeah. Started that 23. Look at his just look at his 2023. And I'm not I'm not going to even talk about 2022, but I'll get to that if we need to. But 2023, feuds with Ricky. Ricky doesn't do much for a few months or he's used to kind of heat up Bullet Club Gold before he's put on collision and then Punk has to kind of revive him and get him hot again and then Brian does the rest. And then he's in the tag team division. I don't I don't know how that's to follow up after he feuds with CM Punk and Brian Danielson, but that's another thing. But uh, then he goes from that to the Adam Cole thing that hurt Adam oh, I Cole. Forgot about that. Yeah, that oh. that whole double or nothing matchup that killed that crowd in Las Vegas to the point that months later people are saying they should not go back to Las Vegas for double or nothing because they killed that crowd with that one match with Sabu being there for like five seconds. Uh, and, and Adam Cole needed MJF. It wasn't like, oh, he he had a feud with Chris Jericho and then went into a world title feud. No, he had a feud with Chris Jericho that kind of brought his stock down after he just came back, and then he needed MJF to bring him back up. And MJF did that with their whole program and their whole partnership. So that didn't that wasn't really well. Then from there, he had the little program with Sting and Darby Allen, where Sting almost died in that one match where he, where he jumped off the, the ladder. That was crazy. Uh, then from there, it was the Don Callis family and JAS and all that mess. JAS is doing well. Come on. They broke off from Jericho and they're all they're all doing. Look at Daniel Garcia. He's losing a lot of matches. It's a story, though, that he's losing so much. And it kind of is. The rest of them are doing well. They're wrestling tonight. They got a match tonight on Rampage. 10 p.m. Eastern. But Not the, live. TNT. JAS. Inner Circle. Like, this is just, you're just naming things that just Jericho did not get over. He did not, he did not. He got it. them over. He got them over. He got Inner Circle. He got Inner Circle over. He, I, don't, I never thought JAS was over. Yeah, I they never... rushed. They rushed that. They rushed that. They I don't should know have they... built them in the BCC. That's what the whole story is about, and they just went into it immediately. That ruined the whole thing. 
I don't know if they they rushed it. What they where the mistake was was the Garcia stuff, in that it should have been exactly. a vehicle to get Garcia over, and it never got Garcia over. And the split was lame because no one, no one, Jericho got no comeuppance for it. It was just we're leaving you, buddy. And Jericho's just like, oh, this is unfortunate. Now I'm going to feud with a new family. Here's Don Callis. They're accepting me. I'm going to feud with them. And here's Sammy to return. And we immediately forgive each other. And the rest of these guys are just around. Like that Jericho was never punished for his actions in the JAS. It's just like, we're going to leave you here hanging. And then it, it was immediately Don Callis wants you. And then, you know, he was punished for not wanting to be part of Don Callis family. But then he still got one up on the Don Callis family because he teamed with Omega. But no, but you didn't even mention the best part. Don Callis rejected him. He didn't reject Don Callis. And he was supposed to be the baby face. He left his friends. He rejected his friends to team up with his old friend who had just betrayed someone that he viewed as family and wanted to join up with his family. And he was going to do it until Don Callis thought he wasn't and turned on him. Chris Jericho is not That's Randy Orton in 2004's levels of bad babyface turn. That that I have never, I have not seen a bad babyface turn that bad since Randy Orton in 2004. Remind you, Randy Orton was a heel for all for all the two years. Wins wins the world title, and then Evolution turns against him, and he's supposed to be the babyface. No, he's a chump, (laughs) and that's what Jericho is. Chris Jericho is not punished for his actions on television. I mean, and we're hoping he's punished for his actions like off of television. So fingers crossed that something happens there. But yeah, he's, it hasn't been good. His 2023 wasn't good. And then heading into 2024, we're off to a very, very rough start. We got some super chats here. We appreciate all the super chats. Val V says, uh, uh, I really hope Jericho is going to be written off at battle of the belts. I Same. do not expect it. I will never like expect that. No. I hope Jericho, because this is what Jericho actually used to be very good at in WWE, going away for a while and then yeah. reinventing, coming back, however he was going to come back. He was always very good at that. And he hasn't done that in AEW. While all the other top guys have missed time, largely due to injury, but while they've missed time, he's always just, stuck around and maybe he felt like he couldn't miss time because everybody was injured and he's like well as long as i'm here it's okay i can still be here because danielson's hurt moxley's hurt punk is hurt omega's hurt like i gotta be here dude they're good right now you got joe you got your champion mjf is off television yes omega is off television but right now it seems like a good time to just actually go away take that break uh for a number of reasons. Um, Will Chisholm says, I'll never forgive Jericho for holding back proud and powerful from getting tag team titles before they shoot broken up. Everybody was mad that they proud and powerful didn't get those tag team titles. They didn't get the tag team titles. That should have been like, that should have been a sticking point for the inner circle. I felt like they messed up the trajectory of the tag team titles from the start because I felt like the Lucha Bros should have been the first champions and then Proud and Powerful beat the Lucha Bros to become the second champions. When SEU won, I was like, oh, okay. That was uh, that was kind of strange. And then and then Omega and Hangman won the second. I was like, all right, you know, we're just we're just giving the titles to the teams you just put together. Okay, cool. 
So yeah, the tag team titles kind of went off into the distance, like right after the first the first reign to me. Shutdown Spurs says NJ and Garcia separated from JAS, and they were the most interesting they've been in years. I mean, Anna J is a baby. F- is she a heel? She's a heel teaming with baby faces on Wednesday. I'm I'm thinking it's supposed to be a baby face turn. Hopefully, they show the promo that she did on yeah. social media on television, maybe on like a rampage before Saturday and Battle of the Belts when she faces Julia Hart. Uh, so that's kind of considered the baby face turn, her win, and then that promo. But yeah, I mean, if they're going to try with her, kind of see if she's able to improve, kind of give her the sky blue treatment of putting her on all these shows to get her more reps. I think that's all Anna J needs, but you kind of see the difference of two people that's kind of started at the same time and one's really improved more than the other with her and Julia Hart. So I'm, I'm anticipating I'm, I'm waiting to see what they do on saturday i think that right now is their best chance to have their best match together even though their other matches have been pretty decent before delayed grad says i hope they take jericho off tv because he's clearly still act i also hope he sues every amateur blogger pushing a sexual misconduct lie i can comment on the second part of that i, I do hope he is off tv because he's a still act um will Chisholm says js is only to pop jericho and tony to make fun of WWE. that was funny until vince got out of there and his vince that's very true actually like, yeah the JAS was to just like hey the the leading uh whatever the sports entertainers i, I forget the bit that Daddy the Magic. sports entertainment yeah. um like that's what it was the you know the aew universe and everything like when they had the intro that said for the last 11 weeks yeah yeah that, that's, in sports entertainment yeah yeah like that that whole thing it was but then they started doing more sports entertainment than wwe not more but like they started doing just as much sports entertainment as wwe and yeah when vince got out of there and kind of focus shift aw galaxy sorry not universe i apologize um yeah when they started uh, doing more sports entertainment than WWE would do. And WWE kind of shifted focus when Vince was gone. It did become like, oh, like the bits kind of run its course here. And we got to figure something else to do with this group. And then they never really figured anything else to do with the group. It's true, though. Now we'll see what happens with Jericho after Saturday. I did see people in the chat saying that, I guess it was Stephen Larson said that, like, they don't even make it to the ring. They get attacked backstage. This is a street fight. So you don't have to yeah. get in the ring. Uh, and then they, they just get to taken out backstage. And then finally, like, I guess they get Sammy two on one and uh, they, they, they pin Sammy. Like, that's a, that's how it goes. Oh, I know King Potato. I, I, I just apologize because I, I messed it up. So if I, I messed it up and or I was wrong about something, I'll apologize. Can I have Garcia come out and like team up with Sammy? I'm not mad at that. Like, <laughs> I'm not mad at that. I think I call it King Potate, uh, King Potato. I apologize for that too. Um, I'm not mad at Gar. I want Daniel Garcia to do something substantial, like a Sammy Guevara team doesn't do a whole lot for me. Sammy Guevara is just not for me. <laughs> I don't think it's for a lot of people. He's another one that that he just came back, and it's like I think he should have took more time off. Um, <laughs> it's not even it's not even taking more time off. No, like, he shouldn't have turned babyface. Yeah, the babyface turn was just very very forced. Like that's where he's so much better as a heel. Like he has a punchable face, 
Like he he looks like a smarmy dickhead. And these are these are compliments, by the way, to Sammy Guevara. And, and in 2024, doing like the athletic, high flying, you can still make that a heel. Like he's so good. Oh, he's cocky. He could be like that, the Spanish god, the the best ever. He could do they that. They call old... him the Spanish god. Who is they? Who calls him this? <laughs> They, they, they. One of my favorite things when Jim Ross was doing commentary and Justin Roberts would go, they call him the Spanish God. And Jim Ross is like, who is they, Excalibur? <laughs> who who are the they that calls him the Spanish God? It is them. They, them. <laughs> Bless Jim Ross. Jim Ross always asks him the best questions. The best questions in the game. He rules. But yeah, like, Sammy Guevara as a babyface, especially when he had just turned heel and he only turned babyface again because Jericho needed somebody. Like, what? Uh, I get it. He's a father. Like, fucking should not make you a babyface. Okay? Like, heels have sex too. Heels get people pregnant as well. That's all I'm saying. This is true. This should not be a reason to turn babyface. Yeah. And, and Tony, no one is buying it. He is just better as a heel. There are just some people that are better as heels, some people that are better as babyface. And it seems like every time they try to make Sammy Guevara a babyface, it just fails miserably. See, here we go. Shine Spires. Just because someone becomes a father doesn't mean they have to be a face, was dumb with the Miz, is dumb with Sammy. Yeah, well, the Miz was dumb babyface when he lost to Shane McMahon, and Shane McMahon was. Also true. Just beat him. Also <laughs> That's true. what killed the Miz's baby face run. It's you, chose, you, you couldn't beat Shane. And you chose him to be your partner. Yeah. Because he became the best. The best in the world. Because he replaced you. Because he twisted your ankle. Miz is doing okay. All of that, all of that was now. bad. 2019 WWE. Oh my god. It was so bad. It was so bad. Vince stopped caring. Well, so it's Triple H will never give up on Crush. It's like Tony won't give up on Sammy. All that hard work Cody did to give him a, a five-star match. Uh, we can talk about Cross here here shortly. But I do agree that like Tony's probably not giving up on Sammy anytime soon. Tony really likes Sammy. Tony was at his wedding and everything. I don't think there's anything necessarily wrong with Sammy. I just don't think he's been always put in the best positions conducive to his skill set. I think that's the issue with sammy i just he was a pillar and like tony's never gonna give up on the pillars and i understand why he was a pillar at the time you gotta you gotta restructure sometimes sometimes those pillars they they shouldn't be pillars all right you gotta restructure you you gotta put in a different pillar you gotta put in your ricky starks you gotta put in your orange cassidy like that could be that's a stronger pillar for you to put there instead of Sammy and you have to just rebuild that pillar and you can build and you could put him there later, but stop putting him in these positions that he he's just not ready for. Yes. I agree with why soluble Sammy Guevara can go in the ring. He can go and have a great match. You put him in there with a great worker. I loved his work against Brian Danielson. I loved his work against John Moxley. Like, like you said earlier, Cody Rhodes gave him a five-star matchup. Sammy Guevara can go. He just have to put him as a, heel he's hateable speaking of pillars like sean rossap sean rossap is here sean rossap's not hateable it's a muffin i saw his match he's a great heel i am a great heel i am a great heel i still like 
I, uh, I've given up on my Instagram being private because it's just, it's my name. So it's going to be out there, but I don't post a lot of wrestling stuff as much as I post just stuff that Fightful tags me in. Every day, the only thing that I get notifications about is the Shaza match still. <laughs> I mean, dozens a day. Uh, we've got one clip that has like 20,000 likes on it. Is it where Remember? you uh, did the... the yeah yeah uh, that was that was the first spot i pitched i was like okay i'm doing this for charity she's doing it to sell some subscriptions <laughs> i was like let's sell her some subscriptions shaz mckenzie got mad at me yesterday on social media really uh, what'd you do uh she's trevor outlaw retweeted the can you take me higher clip and shaz was very mad that share delaware and i were praising that song and singing that song apparently she's not a big creed fan don't get you it to follow that of course she's not a creed fan. <laughs> <laughs> like that was criminal like they tried to put us in the death slot man we got the the 9 30 on aw dynamite <laughs> slot is what we got Unreal, how are you doing man. today sean you didn't know the show was today why why would you not think no joel was gone i, w I wasn't sure what was happening um no on. days I've off I got some construction going on at my house, so I was a little out of sorts. But I was asking because this morning, after I had asked for, yeah, asked for somebody for in the weeds, uh, I was asked, "Do you want Finley?" And I was like, "Well, it depends. What time?" They're like, "Well, he's on the plane for the next five hours." Well, okay. Oh. Well, then obviously not for in the weeds. I appreciate you asking. We were trying to get someone from New Japan this week. I, I. I they, are they are they just mad at us? Like I don't know. I assume everyone's mad at us all the time. We're, we're living in like what I have learned. I try to not hit them up immediately after Wrestle Kingdom because everybody is exhausted over there, and yeah. immediately after Wrestle Kingdom is like a week and a half after. So yeah, I was gonna say it'll they, be a lot easier. They shouldn't run a show a week, <laughs> five, ten days after Wrestle Kingdom. That was, less that was so yeah. weird. So weird. But I'm ready for it. I'm happy. I'm glad they did, though. One, the card is good. The card is amazing. Great. The final three matches are going to be fantastic. But it got me a pretty significant scoop, in my opinion, in that when I asked uh, New Japan about the rumors that they wanted to do Mercedes and Julia at this show, they were like, that wasn't even an option. She's been hurt. And they're like, Wrestle Kingdom wasn't an option even. And I was like, I don't know if that was information that was out there. She was posting training videos and stuff. And they're like, they're side-eyeing me about it. They're like, mm, one of those. And I go, oh, okay. Okay, then. I kind of get what you're, what you're laying down there. But they, they made it pretty clear that it was not an option or else they would have attempted to book uh, probably her for both of those shows. I'm not happy they're having a show this Saturday because there's about five other shows going on on Saturday. Can there we is, like, get these companies to space these things out a little bit? You know, I well, well TNA finally decided to book their show on a Saturday, and then it was the Saturday that everybody else booked it on. Just usually it's on a Friday, which is they also book a Bengals game. Well, they're like much like the Jaguars; you, they're just chilling. <laughs> I mean, wow. I got no room to talk with football. Yikes. I got no yeah. room to talk. We had the most embarrassing season in a 17-game schedule and don't even have the first overall pick to show for it. Last year, going to the Bengals-Panthers game with Jeremy was sincerely <laughs> one of the funniest experiences. So 
<laughs> Our running back was just he was he was one. But Joe Mixon had like four touchdowns. Yeah, I think he had five. Yeah. He was one like miserable performance away from losing his job, and he scored five touchdowns. I think it took until late in the second quarter for the Carolina Panthers to, to get a first down. Third in quarter. Which Jeremy. Third quarter. Oh, third quarter. Yeah. And then Jeremy stood up in the club section and went, Woo! First down! The As they only, were down 31 nothing. The only first down they had in the first half was like a 10-yard penalty. It was, it was a penalty. Oh, yeah. That's the only reason they got a first down. And then finally in the third quarter, they got a first down. And yeah, I was like, let's go, first down. And yes, people in the section were looking over at me. They were in place like, with somebody. I just want to address this too. Mercedes is very private. Nobody knows what the hell's going on with her. I just want to say something that's incorrect. Uh, <laughs> she is private, yes. But you don't get to go to a company, have it in the works for as long as it's been in the works. And just nobody hear about it, know about it. Like, for all the people that I'll see on Twitter that's like, haven't you ever considered how you get this information? Well, yeah. I don't... I didn't, like, get that information about her and WWE falling out and not having talks anymore without immediately assuming she's going somewhere else. And what company... What? Why would they do something <laughs> like that? <laughs> Well, I don't know. Maybe it's because they want to rain on the AEW parade because that's where she's going, guys. I'm telling you guys, that's where she's going. And unless there is some, I'll, I'll, I'll lay it out plainly like this. If she's not, there's going to be an even bigger story than wherever it is that she lands because she will have crossed, double-crossed AEW, which, you know, it's wrestling. I guess crazier things have happened. I don't know, man. Fortunately, nobody watches this show, and nobody's going to clip that and put it on Reddit. Oh, they'll clip it. They'll clip <laughs> it. They find a way. They find a way. Listen, listen, man. They got to get their eight bucks back somehow <laughs> off their Twitter blue. They got to do it, man. They won't link to the fucking show, but they'll no, they'll they certainly paraphrase it or anything like that. Like they'll do all that. I'll tell you the annoying one for me when the Observer comes out on Friday, and all due respect to Dave, but they will post information that we had posted days ago the aggregators and then credit the person that reiterated it instead of the person that broke it <laughs> i did peep that when i used to come on man y'all got fightful select subscriptions <laughs> and it, so the biggest one i've realized on facebook a lot of them don't and i've just called them out i've been like if you don't have a subscription you should stop posting our shit like, there's no reason to. And if you if you can't afford it, well, then just post other stuff. There's there's one aggregator that I actually have a little bit of respect for. I'm not going to name them, though. <laughs> but they don't post, like, any wrestling media news. What they'll do is post, like, really generic shit. It's, like, very, very interesting, the approach. Like, I'm pretty sure I can start up a Twitter account just repost other people's stuff and get a hundred thousand followers pretty easy, but they'll just be like Tiffany Stratton posts a new selfie. There it is. And they'll just repost the stuff that WWE officially announces and AEW officially announces. And they got a lot of followers. Um, but 
I think eventually Elon's going to scale back the amount of money that he pays and it's not going to be worth it. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has placed Plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. To a lot of these people. So Good. We need less blue checks out there. Just, just click all on the this blue check. Like, like, Twelve followers. It's so weird. <laughs> all these people just farming for engagement. What can you do? Oh, I'm scaling it back. That was uh, I went to Jimmy and I was like, "Listen, I know it's in my contract, but can I just not?" <laughs> that would be ideal. You I'm haven't. Talking... I'm ahead. a little bit disappointed in you, Sean, that you haven't asked Brett or Sean lately. Like that, I feel like the people need to need to know, need to weigh in on that. Yeah, I got one for you. Hold on. Um, Here we go. You know what? I got to scroll back through your Twitter. Oh, that's unfortunate. Don't do that. I'm worried for you. you okay. See all his blown up tweets. And <laughs> yeah, Tony Khan killed my mentions this week. Oh, man. Tony Khan ratioed you. I was like, <laughs> what, did he, what did he ratio you for? <laughs> he commented oh. under him and had yeah, more commented. likes and <laughs> retweets and everything else. Well, it's not, it's not ratioing because I was actually agreeing with Tony. I know, I know, I know, like, I know. I know. Yeah. <laughs> No, when Tony was you, you saw the tweets Tony was doing on Tuesday, Sean, and he's talking to Bischoff and stuff. Bischoff made the comment of like, "Oh, is it true Abaddon got a title shot after being off television for a year?" And then Tony yeah, was true. like, "Oh, Abaddon won a four-way match." And then I quote tweeted Tony and I said, "Eric could have found this information if he just used cage match." <laughs> and then Tony commented, "The irony." <laughs> uh, here's uh, what I posted today. No boy. <laughs> I respect it. I respect it. I respect it. Uh, and then people context about what? Oh, that's <laughs> people just tell on themselves when they reply to that. Like they just tell on themselves because like, they will you. take it as, oh yes, he's right about this. Like this person sucks. Like f this person. The hangman one got the biggest response that like no one like big replied to or like quote tweeted or anything. It just blew up on its own because CM Punk fans were very mad that I said hangman was right. And then Bix messages me underneath it or like posts is like, what was hangman right about? And I was like, that Virginia is for lovers. I don't know. He's right about whatever <laughs> you want him to be right about. It has nothing to do with CM Punk. It's a stupid Twitter bit, but boy, uh, did the CM Punk fans feel some type of way about it. I love it. Love it. They're so people are just gonna so tell easy. on themselves with these bits. That's all. I'm gonna. Suit. I love it. Listen, um, it's 
it's always funny to me when I do see people that are, hold on. I got, just got a DM. Oh boy. Oh boy. <laughs> Somebody quote to it. It was another media member uh, that said, the rumors of Rock versus Roman Reigns being on the Australia PLE aren't accurate. It's the Wrestle Pierce thing. And it says, I'm guessing Dave is right, but I'm pleading with you to give me some kind of good news today to the contrary. Is that Steven Jensen? Please tell me Cody's going to be at Mania. What did, what did Dave report? What did Dave report? That Roman isn't even booked for Australia, which is, I guess, which is weird, by the way. Which has been announced for months. He wasn't yeah. a part of the advertisement for it. And this is why I, I've been saying this whole week. I was like, y'all do realize that Australia asked for The Rock to be on the show, not for a match, right? Like, you do know that they that WWE can easily just have The Rock do a promo and come out at, at Elimination Chamber to set up what he's doing at WrestleMania if he's going to work WrestleMania. It does, that, that's it, the thing. It, they yeah. never set a match. How many times has this guy honey dick Dustin into thinking he would work mania? This is true. This is also true. Showing up backstage with Triple H and doing that thing. Showing up with Ronda Rousey. Next thing you know, we got Kurt Angle out there wrestling with Ronda Rousey. Like, that makes any sense? He had the balls to say, well, we were going to do me and Roman, but there was no story. <laughs> what? <laughs> They've been building a story for four years. It's what the talking? only story that they have told it's for a years. Better story. It's a better story for this mania. Philadelphia. I've yeah. said this for a year I now. Agree. Philadelphia, where it all begins again, where Money. Rock is holding up Roman's hand and going, oh, oh, wait, this Philly crowd is booing this man after I helped him win the Rumble. It makes sense for Philadelphia. Philadelphia is such a part of the Roman Reigns and Rock story. Like you said, Royal Rumble when he rose his hand. 25 years since The Rock main evented his first WrestleMania. Where? In Philadelphia. Oh, Jesus It makes all the sense in the world. You want to finish a story? This is a story we've been building to with this title. We can't just have Cody. He went up and created competition for us. We can't just have him come up here and finish his story before the story we were building before he got here. We'll finish that story later. We'll get to there. Cody's got time. We're only in the fifth inning, guys. You heard Paul Heyman's promo? He was setting up CM Punk. Well, I'm, hoping for a rain, I'm hoping for a rain out then because I'm, I'm <laughs> sick of this shit. That, that title should have been changed a year ago. It should have went to Cody then. There is nothing that has changed my mind since then. Mm. It's only because like. the and then, ready. then you could have you could have had Roman win every match since then as well. And when The Rock shows up, all of a sudden it's for the tribal chief. It's for the provider of the family, for the head of the table. Sean, but, what, um, what did you... I work with children who want this show in Philadelphia. <laughs> Sean, what did you report months ago at this point? I know you report a lot, but what did you report months ago when it comes to the end of Roman's title reign? When is it going to end? I, um, Someone owed me a favor, so to speak. <laughs> and they said, you can ask me anything you want. And I said, when's Roman Reigns title gonna, or title reign going to end? And they said, this is not a facetious answer. Whenever the fuck he and Paul Heyman won. <laughs> so see, when, when Triple H came to Roman Reigns for WrestleMania 39 and said, do you want this to end against Cody? Roman said, nope, we still got the Rock match to do. 
We still have accurate, that match. Well, because somewhat that was supposed accurate. To happen I... here. It was supposed to happen at 39. Cody got pushed up a year. We could have had Cody at, for the first time versus Roman at WrestleMania 40. But, you know, Rock wasn't ready. You had Vince in his whole scandal. He was like, let me back away. He had Black Adam in his scandal. He was like, let me back away. He had to work on XFL. And now he's ready. Now he's ready. Bless the Rock. Bless he's coming in, getting this big old mania payday. Uh, he should win the title. I hope the Rock actually wins the title. <laughs> takes it all the red carpet. He takes it all the red carpets. Look at that. <laughs> Cody fan. <laughs> Cody fan. Mad. Mad that old American roller coaster ain't going to be in this main event match. You got to deal with it. It's okay. It's okay. You guys act like you act like oh Roman having a title after WrestleMania last year. Oh man, it, it led to so much consequences for WWE. Like you know, records upon records upon records of PLEs and live events and Raws and SmackDowns, NXT events. Yeah. There was so much consequence for WWE. Oh, poor us! We had to li- we had to watch the boring payback in Fastlane, which guess what? Also set records for the WWE. They don't care. They don't. Care. What are we talking about here? You want to be you want to be mad about Roman Reigns still being the champion? Quit watching. Exactly. That, Quit that, watching. Thank you, Derby. That's the point. That's the only way. That's the only way you'll get what you want. If you're that upset about Cody not finishing his story at WrestleMania 40, a self-imposed by fans deadline on finishing the story, because Cody never said, I I have to WrestleMania 40 to finish my story. This is just all the fans to say, oh, he didn't win last year. He's got to win this year, right? No, self-imposed. Paul Heyman told us right after the loss, just the third inning. So relax. We just hit Paul the- Heyman was saying third inning three months before WrestleMania and then still saying third inning at WrestleMania. It's a long fucking inning, everybody. Imagine how long these innings. So the rest of the year was the fourth inning, and now we're in the fifth. Um, D- Delayed Gratz mentioned that we missed a super chat. We did not. I put it on the screen and everything. I mentioned I wasn't going to comment on the second half of that super chat because it's not my place to comment on that and i don't know all the information so it was not missed it was on the screen sp3 can confirm that we put that super chat on the screen but i don't know what you want me to say about the the second half of that i'm not going to say anything about it um no we definitely addressed the first half of your yeah yeah that he should be on television because he's a stale character yeah we Um, definitely agreed (laughs) yeah uh, Will Chisholm says that's, that's sweet. SB3 thinks Tony Khan looks at Ricky as a pillar, the guy who got caught in the Fed three times. That's like a girl with the same woman. I think Tony Tony Khan has said he looks at um, he he looks at Ricky Ricky Starks as like a pillar adjacent. I guess. Um, look, the pillars are the pillars. Again, that doesn't mean they shouldn't be changed. That they couldn't change, but because they've been labeled the pillars, they're just always going to be labeled as the pillars. I think Sammy is a nice like pillar to a chair, not like a pillar to the house. You know what I mean? Like he's a, he's a nice little decorative a, piece. A, a, a chair in the house. Yeah, a chair in room. the house. Yeah. The pillars are holding up the house. Sammy's a nice chair in the house. He's a pillar to, to that. He's a nice little decorative piece around the table and everything. But like an actual pillar that's holding up for the house, that's 
I don't think he's there. And, but he was labeled as such, and so he's gonna he's gonna be there. And yeah. and I also did not say that that I think that Tony thinks that Ricky is a pillar. I said that Tony should think Tony yeah. <laughs> that that Ricky is a is a pillar and replace Sammy with Ricky because I feel like Ricky is in a much better position to be a pillar. So so just to to specify that. Sorry, sorry guys. No poor. <laughs> The cuck chair of AEW. That's crazy. <laughs> he did not say cuck chair, but <laughs> the same... <laughs> you know, these are all the headlines. Jeremy Lambert says Sammy Gomez uh, is a piece of a kid. Again, no one watches this show. It's fine. It's fine. The only time this show gets any traction is when we have like a guest on, when we had like um Jade Chung on and we announced she was the new ring announcer for, for TNA. Or I I got us traction when Zarian was on and he had the collision number, the first collision number. I tweeted that as like Andrew Zarian collision number. If someone clips what Sean says on this show, then we might get traction on that but otherwise we're not going to get any traction sean does a run-in on this show because he knows like he actually does like like this show he tells me all the time he actually likes this show well Um, since he's watching and he didn't give me a chance to say it when he was here he needs to stop putting out tweets about replacements or people to fill in because he should know by now that all of his employees because he doesn't want to make me an employee he just (laughs) wants me to be the substitute to ask everybody to ask no no one no one watches this show yeah mike santana one did get uh some yeah. some traction as well because that was his first comments after the split and stuff but you know like sean does his run-ins on the shows because as much as he does like this show he knows it's very low level compared to the rest of the shows that he does it is it just is so i like that i don't want people blowing up my twitter and making me a reddit topic and stuff jeremy said this like my opinion doesn't matter on this stuff. All right. All right. My opinion. It's just my opinion, everybody. Sometimes I have news, not often, but sometimes, but otherwise I'm just getting my opinion on this stuff. Please don't take entertaining my fact. That's the, that's, the, that's the thing. Anyway, Sammy Guevara, cuck chair of Ikea in AEW. <laughs> you just need to clip. You need to clip my introduction for you from True Hill Heat. I had so much energy for that introduction. And you need you know, to like, you did. play that. Play yeah. that for yourself yeah. wherever you on any show. <laughs> I did Too my much. whole Ric Flair bit. Ric Flair I in 1998. Needed the energy. <laughs> needed the energy. That was a long show on, <laughs> on Saturday. A very long show. Uh, let's talk about Sting and Darby Allen. First off, I hope Darby Allen's okay after that whiplash spot. I hope Sting is okay because he was looking rough after this match. Um, and yeah, then the young boys, well, so, well, I mean, the observer reported it, Sean reported it first. I also <laughs> think that like, it was common sense. No, yeah. knock, no knock on reporting for, from Dave or Sean, like they, they got it on record or on record as much as whoever was going to say it on record. But like, it was common sense that sting was going to pick his opponents. I'm not saying he was going to pick the young bucks, but that he was always going to pick his opponent. Like yeah. Tony Khan for years, basically since Singh is signed, always said, I have nothing but the utmost respect for Sting. 
I want Sting to be part of the company for as long as he wants to be part of the company. I want Sting to go out on his terms. Whenever Sting comes to me and says, like, I think I'm ready to be done, that's when Sting will be done. I'm never going to tell Sting, hey, maybe you should think about hanging it up. Whatever Sting wants to do. Tony Khan, there are very few wrestlers, I think, that Tony Khan respects more than Sting. Very, very few. So when Sting announced he was going to retire, immediately I was like, well, whoever Sting wants to work with in his final match is who Sting's going to work with. If Tony Khan went to, or if Sting went to Tony Khan and said, hey, I want to have a singles match against Darby Allen, it would have been Sting and Darby Allen as the yeah. singles match. If Sting went to Tony Khan and said, hey, I want to have a, a triple threat tag with FTR and, and Adam Copeland and Christian. That would have been the final match. Sting and Darby against Copeland and Christian and FTR. Whatever Sting wanted is what was going to happen for his final match. Sting picked the Young Bucks. I don't know why people are surprised that Sting got the choice in this matter. I feel like everyone's got PTSD over Kurt Angle and Baron Corbin. And they think like this is how it's supposed to work. You don't get to pick your last match. Look at Angle and Baron Corbin. Vince picked that for him. So this is just how it works. No, everybody. Like typically the person who's retiring is going to get to pick their last match. Especially when it's someone like Sting and it's someone like Tony Khan who has nothing but the most respect for Sting. So we picked the Young Bucks. I don't know why people are mad about that either. Outside of the fact that they just don't like the Young Bucks. But like, if you're looking for a team that's going to make Sting and his limited capacity, I love Sting, but like even the last year, his, his, uh, his, his level has fallen off. Like yeah. if you're looking for someone to, to, to make him look good, you're going to be hard pressed to find someone better than the young bucks who are going to fly around, bump around and, and get the most out of this performance. I don't have an issue with the match. Yeah. And and the people that are like against this are saying, oh, that's not a good idea or that's not a wrong choice. They have not come up with a better choice because if the better choice is Sting versus Darby, one, that's not a better matchup. Two, that's not. I what do you think that's a do. good match, though. I I don't think that's a better matchup because I think that that, Why that not? because I don't think that Sting can work a singles matchup. Yeah, but I mean th that part I agree with. But Darby, you don't got to work a singles match. Oh, no, no. You don't have to Darby. do much. You don't have to do much with uh, with Sting. And uh, I, I don't know. I just think that I just think that for the for the atmosphere, it's better to, for Sting to be the babyface and go against heels. So I think that there was only two, two good options because Sting doesn't want to work a singles match. That's not going to be a better match because Sting can't work a singles match. So stop saying that. You can get it out your head. That's not going to be a better matchup. A better matchup is when there's three other people to move around him and Sting can do the, the greatest hits. If you just wanted a matchup where he goes in, does the greatest hits, and then falls on a banana peel, and then Darby does the coffin drop, because that's about what that match would have been. Just so I you know. Again. I spoiled I it for you. Sting. Sorry. I don't know if Sting even wants to like take a coffin drop. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> like, no, like, what are we doing here? So like Darby doesn't pull back on, on his stuff. Like Darby's going to full on throw himself into this stuff. Like I do think Darby could have bumped around Sting and it would have been fine. I agree with you that Sting doesn't want to work a singles match. Again, I think if he wanted to work a singles match and he went and he said, I want to face Darby 
as my last match, that would have been that would have been it. He would have faced Darby. But I don't think Sting wants to do it. There's a reason why all those things matches in AEW have been tag team matches. Yeah. I think that's what he wants to work. I don't think he wants to work a singles match. And again, you get wait, the Young wait, Bucks. I'm the Young just... Bucks are going to, especially heel Young Bucks, they're going to be little dickheads and do do stupid looking bumps. And people are going to be like, look at Sting, this is great. Or people are going to, you know, dislike it because they just dislike the Young Bucks. Like, like, like... I don't, I don't, I just don't understand. Like, if a person's telling you, no, I don't want to work a singles match. No, a singles match wouldn't be good with with me in it. Then why are you saying that's the better matchup? That doesn't make any sense to me. That's just, it's just weird. It's just weird to me. But I feel like with what Sting wants, it's a tag team matchup. There was only two good options. It was the Young Bucks or FTR. We already seen FTR. The Young Bucks, it makes a whole lot of sense. He's versing a team that is the team that's responsible for the place he was ever able to get a second lease on life of his career. He got a second career or when it when it already looked like it was done after that WWE run. And if that was the end of his career, that's a sad way to go out for such a legend who was so important to WCW, who kept the wheels of WCW alive, who kept the energy and the vibe of the Monday Night Wars alive. He was so important to that. He was Batman back in the 90s with the NWO and that storyline. And then what he was able to do for T and bring new eyes over there to go to WWE and to just lose at WrestleMania and then have the match with Seth Rollins where he gets hurt and it looks like that's the end of his career. That would have been a sad way to go out. And what he's done in the past three years, he needed that. He wants to go out with a good to great matchup and the best possible options or two only guys. It was him and Darby Allen versus the FDR, him and Darby Allen versus the Young Bucks. The Young Bucks is the fresher matchup. They're more that there's a story there because they created the place he was able to get this second lease on life so i think it makes a whole world of sense and the story can be good delayed grads saying sp3 or sp number sign dropping facts about sting <laughs> no key Keyshawn, kurt didn't want baron corbin that's kurt has yeah, gone on fault. record and saying he wanted john cena who was in the building that night for WrestleMania 35. Kurt has said many, many times. Exactly. I did like, not want Baron Corbin. Like he he agreed to it because you know that's what Vince wanted, but Kurt wanted John Cena. He said that many, many times. There's yeah. yeah. It's it's okay to once it's okay that you want something, but don't you don't have to lie about it. It's okay yeah. that you want Sting versus Darby. It's cool, it's all right. You can you can there's better ways to explain it than making up stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I got no problem with Sting and Darby against the Young Bucks. It's a good final match for Sting. It's gonna be a good match for for Sting. Like FTR, I understand why people maybe wanted that match. We've seen it. That like that's okay. That we've seen it. Like if that's what Sting wanted, then all right, that's what Sting wanted. They, it was a good match the first time around. And I think if Sting had said, "I want to do Copeland and Christian," they would have figured out a way to get copeland and christian on the same team I, to where they did them against sting and darby that was my pick like as soon as sting announced his retirement matchup i was like 
I wanted to be Copeland and Christian because I remember what Copeland said to Christian when he wanted to team up with him when he first came, that they were Sting fans. So I felt like that was a better story, Sting and Darby versus Copeland and Christian. But, of course, they're still building to their third mashup. They're still uh, telling their story. So, like I said, there was two good options out of what was available to them and active. So I think they made the right choice thing versus sober jeff hardy for for final match no the match is on pay-per-view though not rampage so we, we can't have that <laughs> why do you want things why do you want things last match to be on rampage that's not exactly jeff hardy stuck he's stuck in the <laughs> in the verse of rampage you got to understand but sting's been on rampage so he don't mind well, he don't mind jeff hardy's gonna stay on rampage with his ho-ass comment I don't understand that. Like, like, yo, like, like, <laughs> I'm sorry. If you're complaining about AEW is, man, I wish they would use the Hardys more. They're not doing enough with the Hardys. I'd be like, um, there's a reason for that. Like, there's a reason. Like, there's not a reason why Daniel Garcia wasn't on TV in the summer last year. There is not a re- there's not a reason why Sammy Sammy Guevara had to turn. Well, there was a reason Sammy Guevara had to turn babyface in their mind. So. I'll leave that to the side. But there's things that happen in AEW that don't have an explanation. There's a key, there's a very clear explanation why AEW is not using Hardys in a bigger, in a bigger light. And I'm hoping that they do because you do want to get enough out of every star that you have under contract. And I want to see them on TV a little bit more. I want to see Private Party get that big win over the Hardys, hopefully on an episode of Dynamite. So maybe Rampage. So maybe not just just keep quiet. Don't don't say don't say nothing. They were gonna put you on there, and then you had to put out that post. It was I. Well, I think he did the post because he thought he was doing like part of the character because that's been their thing of like, oh, we're on rampage, we're on rampage. I think he thought he was doing like character stuff, but because Jeff is barely on social media, it was it didn't come across that way. I do found I did find it very funny that like private party does their big comeback last week and then they're nowhere to be found this week it's like oh yeah private party they're back you would think they would like wrestle a match to to do something they're on rampage and there's the end of the hardy party i assume we'll get private party against the hardys on an episode of rampage at some point and sure people may or may not care but the the yeah the hardy or the private party comes back and then they're just not on television this week. That is one thing. I think they. I think they have a chance. I, I usually don't say anything if someone's not on dynamite. I'd be like, okay, I'll wait till collision to compare to complain about it because sometimes if you're not on dynamite, you're on collision. They've been announced for collision if they're on collision. So probably a backstage segment, guys. Feels like they should get back in the ring and just yeah. do like a have like a match and and win something there. But I, I agree. Guess we'll see guess we'll see at least the undisputed kingdom kept up their momentum by cutting the same promo that they did last week <laughs> i i think that was a mistake one because you like you said that was the same promo from last week i didn't week. even know they were gonna be i was like are they on the show that and was you know, not announced <laughs> was that announced i didn't no, know that no, was no. happening that was not announced like I, i'm cool I, with like roderick strong versus brian keith like cool match but i was wondering like at 9 30 after the women's match it's like Undisputed Kingdom supposed to be like their big heel group, and like they they just destroyed the company with the devil angle. Like they're not even on the show this week. And then okay, Roderick Strong, Brian Keith, 
And then we got the same promo as, as last week. So I'm going to say it on here because this is my best chance for Tony to see this because I know Tony that Tony, watch show. Tony, Tony watches Fightful. You want to know how I know? Adam Copeland versus Chris Carrison. For anyone who wants the ROH Fightful review with me and Righteous Reg last week, I literally, during Griff Garrett, when we talked about Griff Garrison versus Sir Pentago, I said, yeah, Adam Copeland should definitely work with Griff Garrison. They should make a stable and they should go after the patriarchy. And then you can also have Jack Perry be Will Smith. And Cole said this, though. Copeland huh? said this in an interview. No, I'm talking about I'm talking about them, them versus uh, uh, Jack Perry and Christian Cage. Uh, oh, I know, Copeland said he wanted to work with Griff Garrison. Yeah, I know. I know he did, too. Okay. But. Once I said it, the following day, the following day, he puts it on collision. I'm You're just saying. Credit. I, I'm just saying. It. I'm just saying. Hey, I got an argument with Romeo on Raider Raw review earlier this week about Hook versus Jinder Mahal, and then Tony put out the tweet. So I know Tony be watching me now. He don't want to. He don't want to DM me. DM me, Tony. We could talk about storylines. I could give you my whole ideas. So, but I, I, I will pitch this idea here. I went on a tangent here. What were we talking about again? <laughs> Undisputed Kingdom. Undisputed, Undisputed Kingdom. Kingdom. You need Adam Cole to do the whole Bully Ray aces and eights and explain this all the logicals. Terrible. Explain all the lot. That's the best part of it. Aces and eights is when Bully Ray was uh, was exposed as the leader and did the whole promo, uh, basically filling all the logicals because there's still a lot of logicals in the whole Undisputed Kingdom story. So we okay. need. Adam Cole to go over and go back and be like, yeah, see here at all in after I lost, I had the mass in my locker. Like we need him to point it out because honestly, there are some fans out there that are dumb and that are like, it doesn't make sense to them. So you have to kind of hit it over their head and be like, these are the steps that it took to create the undisputed kingdom. I had rather that a pre-tape vignette showing us all the highlights with adam cole explaining everything then what we got this week in the match even though this it was a nice little sprint with him and bk uh the bounty hunter brian keith it was nice but the promo it was just much of the same i rather him much fill of. the logic fill the logic holes no okay. the the only reason that it was different is that he didn't mention mjf all right fair it should have honestly um two things one you have exposed yourself that you do not watch in the weeds SB3 because Joel Pearl was calling for this before even I was Adam Cole. It's because Joel Pearl watches a ramble. What are you talking about? <laughs> I've been, I literally, I said that like this is the reason I'm saying it here is because I know Joel Pearl be taking my ideas too. Why are you so mad, SB3? Because so y'all be, y'all be, y'all be, y'all, y'all are like, y'all are because. I'm not going. I'm not going to call you Jay, uh, Jason Whitlock, but you be you be you be put, trying to throw salt in my game like Stephen A. Smith, man. Do I? You be trying to throw salt in my game. I'm 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 a I'm an innovator. I'm, I have a book in mind. I'm Booker of the Year. I'm trying to pitch my ideas here. I, you know I respect you, SB3. You know I respect you. I know, <laughs> but like you can't say he should. Adam Cole should do something like Bully Ray and Aces and Eights. I understand where you're going. I didn't. I didn't say. I didn't say. Bully Ray and Aces and Aces. You just gonna stop me right there. <laughs> you didn't. You didn't even finish the whole sentence. Can't be doing anything like Bully Ray and Aces and Aces. 
Don't do anything like that. Uh, Wiltism says, is it just me or is the new faction already feel like an afterthought? It was supposed to be the big storyline. It did feel like an afterthought. You get that nine, you get the 940 death slot there. You're after the woman, you're after yeah. the woman's match. You're after the women's match and before the main event. Like, that didn't feel like a big deal for the thing you spent months building. And then they ran. I didn't like that there was real no real follow-up of, like, you took out MJF, who had the company under his thumb for an entire year. He was the world champion for an entire year. They took him out of action. And it's just like, yeah, now we're just gonna go after here's wardlow he's going after this title is the roderick strong going after this title it's like man you got to make a bigger deal out of this stuff like they they should they should make a big deal that this this group took out mjf that this group in in kind of a theory helped samoa joe win the title like it should feel like a bigger deal what they should have done with the group this week is do the vignette. Like I said, you could spread it out. You could have broke it up. That's what TNA did. They broke it up throughout the night of the vignette explaining everything, but also have them in the, in the upper seats at Daly's place, watching orange Cassidy, the international champion in that okay. eight man tag, watching Samoa Joe's promo. You don't need them to come out, but I did see our good friend uh, Zach Haydorn mention that it was kind of weird that everybody that had mentioned Joe since his world title title reign started came out during that segment, except for Wardlow. At least if you have them in the crowd, they're just watching. They're waiting for the right time. And then also, I, I do, the one thing that I did like about Undisputed Kingdom's presentation this week is that they are telling the story without telling the story. I thought the big mistake in that first promo is immediately teasing that Warlow's not long for this group and saying that when the time is right, Warlow's going to give the title to me when I'm healthy. He corrected that in his wording when he said, we will win the AEW World yeah. Championship. I was like, he should have said that last week. And then the Warlow presentation of, he is telling the story without saying anything, of just having a hoodie, not wearing the Undisputed Kingdom stuff, looking like he's so disconnected because Warlow has already accomplished what he wanted out of this group. He wanted to take everything from Max. But now Adam Cole has basically put in his head, oh, now the next thing is you got to win the world title. So he's like, all right, I'll use this group to get the world title. But I'm not really in this group. And I like that. I like that present. Warlow was the best part of everything for the Undisputed Kingdom this week. I like that this week as well. The problem is they already said what they said last week. And so we already know. They already squeezed the toothpaste out. It's very tough to put the toothpaste back in after that. They're trying. Bless them. They're at least trying instead of squeezing more toothpaste out and everything and making a bigger mess. They're at least trying to clean up a little bit. But it's already out. So... That, that's the only Worth issue with that. Um, but otherwise, yeah, I agree with you. I do agree with you. We're going to talk more AEW when uh, Jimmy joins us. I assume. Is Jimmy going to want to talk, uh, talk WWE? Yeah, he, he, he likes talking about WWE. That's why we do like a two-hour-plus uh, two review for a two-hour show because Jimmy likes to talk about all the news in WWE. He's a big fan of LA Knight, so we could talk about the four-way at uh, Royal Rumble. LA Knight, yeah. Uh, so yeah, we could talk about some WWE with Jimmy. Uh, well, I saw the same thing. I messed up trying to get Bang Bang Gang and uh, with the acclaimed. I kind of agree with that. That's a weird, a little thing. 
Can we like get the acclaimed away from the guns for a, any stretch of time here? I've seen them. I've seen like they've been tied together basically since inception. Like, can we just not with these these two teams? Let's just like not do that. Let's just yeah. let not do that at all. Let's not even tease that this is going to be a super faction, even though Bang Bang Sister Gang has a nice little ring to it. I won't front like it doesn't. But uh, yeah, no, no, I don't want to see that partnership. I feel like this is leading to a trios title matchup between these two, uh, these two, these two teams. But that feels like a step down for Jay White. I feel like Jay White had a really good C2 tournament and he kind of seemingly was setting the stage for a feud with John Moxley. And now he's stuck with the acclaim. The acclaim feel very stale right now to me. Well, they've been on television forever. And then when they, their big return was saying, I'm going to harp on this forever. Cause it, it truly, truly like it's such a minor thing, but like AW used to be very good at, rewarding viewers for these minor things and now they just skip right over them they got attacked they returned and they're like we're gonna find out who did this to us we're not gonna stop until we find out who attacked us and then they never fucking bothered to look nope (laughs) they never showed up to dynamite where the, the the attacks were always occurring they just never bothered to look and then they they seemingly don't even care it's just like oh let's form a team these dudes are out there sitting in the middle of the ring. Go attack yeah. them. <laughs> I thought that was also a, a bad idea. I was like, it was like, why don't both of these teams that were so badly trying to go after the team not trying to go after them this week? Like, they didn't even have, like, Renee, all Renee, they had to tell Renee to say is, oh, yeah, you've been told by uh, Tony Khan that you cannot touch the Undisputed Kingdom this week. So what's your thoughts on that? Like, that's how you start the interview. You don't say that. You don't say, oh, yeah, you guys are going after Undisputed Kingdom. Oh, we're going to do everything the Undisputed Kingdom does. We're going to try to win championship gold as well. It's like, uh, what happens to you trying to fight them? though? <laughs> all about titles. Titles. That's all anybody cares about. Just all about the titles. No interpersonal conflict. Eh, everybody's just friends. That's just more of friends. a story. Stop using titles as a crutch. That's why we, everybody, that's why we have so many titles. Now we got champions just facing champions because it's like, oh shit, everybody's got a title. Now we got to put our champions against each other. Hook versus uh, Samoa Joe. Hook versus Joe, Universe Kingston. Just like, hey, let's just, let's just do a bunch of champion and champion matches. Everybody's got a title. What are you gonna do? <laughs> uh, I will be the con- continue uh, <laughs> continuality uh, director for AEW. You can hire me for continuality that. director. <laughs> Miscontinuity. Miscontinuality. Miscontinuality. No, I made a board. I made a board. <laughs> Miscongeniality is a good movie. Slept on. Very slept on. Shout out to the ghost, Sandra Bullock. She rules. Miss 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 uh, Continuity. Mister Continuity. SP. No, I like, I like, I like, <laughs> I like what I said. Why is it continuality? That doesn't make any sense. Continuality. It's making no, up a word. Continuity. I love working on words. It's great. Continuity. You know, you know what I meant. I know what you meant. <laughs> you said it wrong. Um, we'll talk about some, some WWE. Let's talk about the, the real big topic of the week. SP3. Yes. All right. What do you think the real big topic is? I don't know. You're going to tell me. You're supposed to be the continuality director. You're supposed to continuality my thought here. Uh, what are you going to talk about? Jerome continuality. That's great. That's great. 
<laughs> I might have to change my title real quick. Uh, the big news story of the week was uh, TK and uh, and gender on on social yeah. media. But what are you what are you talking about? I can't find it. Somebody somebody mentioned it in the chat, and now I've completely uh, I've lost it. Cat so. Williams, yeah, Cat Williams too. Cat Williams is that was last week at this point though, wasn't yeah. it? Yes. Yeah, that was more last week. We talked about that on FMC. We actually did like a lot. Yes, of we did. We, stuff we did a whole review where we were just quoting. We yeah. were just doing different quotes. Go yeah. over, check it out. It's on the channel right now. I mean, we do have to, uh, before Jimmy goes, we should preview one of the shows that's going down uh, this Saturday since we have like 400 of them to uh, talk about. You want to talk, which one you want to start with? All right. Well, what stands out to you th- this weekend? There's a lot going on this weekend. What are you most excited about this weekend? I am. I have. I've made it no secret. My favorite promotion in wrestling is New Japan Pro Wrestling, and I feel like the uh, NJPW Battle in the Valley show is one of, if not the best, strong USA show that they have ever put together. And mainly that comes down to those top three matches because we very rarely get a guarantee like potential match of the year candidate in the main event you'll sometimes get your traditional njpw main event like we did last year with hiroshi tadahashi versus kashiko okada but getting okada versus osprey this year just gives you that guarantee you know you're gonna see one great match on this show but then when they added shingo takagi versus uh john moxley in a no disqualification matchup with their history from dragon gate usa you know that's gonna be great as well and then eddie Kingston versus Gabe Kidd for the AEW Continental Crown and I saw there was some confusion because the first graphic that they put out for New Japan said AEW Triple Crown and people were like well AEW and New Japan need to get together because one's calling it the AEW Triple Crown, one's calling it the AEW Continental Crown, you have Gabe Kidd saying he's only going to go for the NJPW Strong Openweight Championship, are you defending one title or all the, they're defending all the titles, let's relax guys let's calm it down new japan even corrected it on their website to aew continental crown because probably someone from aew was like we're not calling it the aew triple crown we're calling it the aew continental crown so they know the continental classic is how we got here so let's do it i do think it can be confusing it can be confusing and i do think i'm just getting used to (laughs) saying aew continental crown and i do think like it almost lessens the the results like i don't feel gabe kid has any shot at winning an AEW title in this match if it was the new japan if it was just the strong open weight title i'd be like okay all right maybe gabe kid has a chance i don't feel like he's gonna win an AEW title though on a new japan show like i just well he's the new japan guy and on january 31st he becomes a free agent yeah I, I just I don't see it. I don't see him winning like an AEW title. It feels like if Eddie's gonna lose this title, he's gonna lose it within AEW. That's I don't true. see him ever losing it on like a New Japan show. I mean, I could be wrong. Maybe at some point that's what eventually happens. I, I think the one reason I have pause about that is because we didn't even have New Japan people in this Continental Classic. So now I'm supposed to think that like a new Japan person is going to win this title and then compete in AEW. Like, I just, I just don't see it. 
I don't. I, I think I think that the reason that they didn't want to have a new Japan person in the Continental Classic is because that would have been taking a spot from someone who's on the active roster. So yeah, I sorry to Jay Lethal. I mean, good point. But uh, <laughs> but I understand that that part of it. Also, New Japan was doing their World Tag League, but there was major stars who weren't in World Tag League that could have been in the Continental Classic. So there's points on both sides. I think that is still going to be a great match, a hard hitting kind of brawl, a scrap between those well, it's two be a great guys. Match, no doubt. Uh, I think that the the real kind of toss up is the other two matches because. I don't know if John Moxley is going to lose a third straight match in New Japan after losing at Wrestle Kingdom for the IWGP Global Championship and then losing on New Year's Dash when he had the Blackpool Chaos Club. He lost back-to-back, and he's very rarely done that in New Japan, so to lose a third time. Yeah, he didn't get pinned in that match, though. Ishii got No, he he didn't get pinned in in any of these matches, in neither match, but he's lost. He's lost. Yeah, Moxley lost. He lost. As long as yeah. he care. He care. <laughs> He's like, as long as I'm not looking up at the lights, I don't care. Yeah. But this matchup should be very interesting because Shingo Takagi is also coming off a big loss after losing the Never Open Weight Championship to Tamatanga. Shouldn't have lost that match, but he lost the Never Open Weight Championship to Tamatanga at Wrestle Kingdom. And Shingo Takagi is probably the most underrated wrestler in the world. He should be considered one of the best wrestlers, the top stars in New Japan, and not always New Japan or the West. Western fans see him as that, so I think this is going to be a big showcase for him. And then the Okada Osprey matchup is interesting because this could be between one guy that's leaving and another guy that's staying, or it can be between two guys that are about to be out the door. So it's very interesting with that matchup. Okada's winning. Yeah, Okada's staying too. Yeah, probably. Okada's probably staying. now after the report that he didn't get along with Obari. Oh, Okada, Okada's winning. Okada's saying I. <clears throat> I think there would be more smoke to Okada losing if we'd heard anything about it in the last month. Like we really haven't heard like anything about Okada potentially leaving. And so that makes me believe that he's just going to end up staying. And I don't think we know Osprey is leaving. We know Osprey has all the respect in the world to Okada as well. So I I just feel like Okada is going to win. It's going to be a great match. I'm, I'm really looking forward to the top two, really the show, the whole show in general looks like it, it it's, going to be very good got uh julia like an, and trisha dora for the njpw strong women's championship that could be a title change as well because yeah. trisha dora is someone that they have been kind of uh training over at the njpw academy in los angeles while julia we all know is going to be out the door in march leaving leaving stardom that show doesn't start till like 10 o'clock though yeah. And like so it gives you time to watch collision and uh some of tna hard to kill yeah it gives me time to do more work and then stay up later to do more work i'd much rather like all the shows be on at once because i got enough screens to like deal with it and then i know what i'm done like okay it's 10 o'clock i'm done for the night it's 11 o'clock i'm done for the night instead it's one o'clock i'm still working because there's gonna be some type of stupid issue with this show that makes it delayed for, for 30 minutes. Every single New Japan USA show yep. gets delayed for 30 minutes for some reason. No idea why. It's a technical issue with fight. It's a venue issue. They don't have the right personnel. Something goes wrong to where this show is going to get delayed for a half hour without fail. Without fail. The TNA show looks really good. My issue with the TNA show is 
there's been no build to it because they've just been running specials on their television. Yeah. It's like, hey, come look back at the great moments in Impact, the great moments in TNA history. Come look back at the year in 2023. There's been no real build to this show. I'm wondering why they didn't do what they were doing. You, I don't know if you're... I'm an old school TNA fan. I think I proved that by quoting Bully Ray and uh, Aces and Eights. But when they had their little break, when they, when they were going from network to network like 2015 2016 2017 i I know they were going from like spike tv to generation america or destination america whatever it was called to to pop and all that between that period i think when they went from generation america or destination america excuse me to pop they had like a series of episodes that were just promos and build up because they were going to do, they were coming back and they were building up the characters and they were doing like a world title tournament and stuff. Why didn't they do that for like hard to kill? Like do like promos all the weeks leading up to hard to kill. So it'd be some type of build up. You could just sit these guys down in a studio and do the little. They did. Yeah. They did that a little bit last night with the. Yeah, I know they did that. I know last night was the TNA hard to kill preview, but you could have done that like week to week. There's like, there's like 10 matches on this card. I did the preview with Joe Pearl on truly just like 10 matches for this card. And only like two of them have a story. Yeah, it, I, it was weird. Like, here's our big rebrand. We're not going to build this up on television at all. And maybe that was the point of, like, we don't want to even acknowledge that we are rebranding to... Uh, we don't even want to confuse fans of, like, Impact, Impact, Impact. Yeah. We're TNA. It's just... True. We just want to do, like, a hard reset show. But I think you're, you're missing out on definitely definitely some build, some interest, some intrigue, some pu- publicity off of that you know scott Demore months ago was like biggest free agent one of the top free agents and we've heard really nothing about that that was like a month a month it was about a month ago yeah a month ago he said that and yeah Yeah, that feels like a while ago now it does it does feel like months ago (laughs) yeah I, i do think it was only a month ago you're right about that but it does feel like forever ago just because we haven't he hasn't done too much media in regards to that to promote it and it hasn't been it hasn't been a talking point on television because they haven't had television uh so yeah it's um it's kind of it's kind of weird i mean uh, what's your guess for who the mystery signing is we do know pw insider has reported that it's it's at least one w former wwe name that's going to be at the event and then i think i think fightful you guys are uh, reported that it's going to be more than one signing announced in the next couple of weeks i think it's ziggler um people people saying riddle like it can't be riddle he's at yeah, the he's at, Riddle's the at battle in the valley yeah yeah Ali's a good shout um, because I don't think he's on the he's on the GCW show tonight. He's not on the GCW show tomorrow. That's a far trip, though. Chicago to Vegas. You got I know I know I know it's a day, but yeah, you got all day. That is a long trip, but oh yeah, Yeah. that's a good shout. I I I hope it's Ali. I think Ali is. I think he's a a great fit, and I think he brings something different to the company as far as the way he does like his vignettes and, and everything. And obviously his in-ring skills is in-ring skill. The The problem is when you say it's on the level of like a Christian cage and a Kurt angle, 
Ali isn't that. And that's no offense to Ali, who, again, I have nothing but the most respect for, and I, I think he's fantastic. But, like, when Christian jumped, that was a huge deal. Huge deal. When Kurt Angle was, you know, jumped over, that was a big deal. These are guys who are main event guys who were at the top of the card in WWE. Maybe Christian a little bit lower than that, but Christian was the first guy who like but Christian chose. That was the yeah, big, really bet on himself to yeah. go over there. Yeah, exactly. And, and Angle was you know former world champion and everything. So like Ali's not that. Even Ziggler, I think he fits the build more. He does, and, fit and, more. and and I like what he's. I like everything he's said since he's left the company, and I, I like I like the fact that Wrestle Kingdom was his first move because it yeah. was like it was a good it was a good check move. It wasn't like it wasn't he wasn't putting you in a check, but it was a good like he's moving pieces in the chessboard. And what he said about being this traveling guy, him showing up in TNA at this event fits the build and gets his name out there more and will continue to build the buzz where I feel like he's going to have a very big 2024 and it kind of fits his whole character, the wanted man, uh, Nick Nemeth to show up now in TNA. And he's a big guy that you immediately, he will not, it won't feel like you have to do any work with Mustafa Ali. He's so talented. You won't have to do much work, but you do have to do a little bit of work to make him like a main eventer in any company because he hasn't been a main eventer in the company that he's known for in wwe with ziggler he has that resume where you immediately you could thrust him into a top position people saying hammerstone they've already announced hammerstone so like, yeah. that's not a, like a big surprise shelton I, I wouldn't be surprised if he signed with the company that i'm looking very looking forward to that matchup with uh josh alexander there you go fuck it it's mjf i respect it i respect it sp3 our guest is backstage uh do you want to do the introduction all right, folks, fair warning. Um, I'll do the warning that we usually have as a bumper on True Hill Heat. The words and the opinions of Jimmy Macaram do not represent those of True Hill Heat, Fightful Overbook, or In the Weeds. He is the man of 53,000 subscribers. You can go to him for your TV and movie reviews, as well as your honest criticisms of Tony Khan and AEW over on the True Hill Heat YouTube channel every Thursday on AE Ramble. He's my co-host and my friend of like two decades now. Jesus Christ. Jimmy Macaram is here. Oh, Jimmy. Hello, ladies and gents. Most Thanks for joining us. It's a wrestling. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. I've never shared the screen with you. Uh, I, I do watch you on AE Ramble. You are fantastic. You always pop me with your criticisms of, of AEW. So I'm very excited to uh, actually have you on this show. People are very excited. Uh, Louis, Louis saying, better not be PG Jimmy. Uh, people, it was like, is it Jimmy Macram, the, the big guest? Yes. Uh, Kai, let's, let's fucking go. Jimmy. Oh. How are you doing on this uh, this Friday? I'm good. Uh, it's been a good day. It's been a fantastic uh, five minutes or so. <laughs> just woke up, folks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, SV3 said we gotta have Jimmy later on because I don't know when he's gonna when he's gonna wake up. So, um, all right, let's uh, we'll we'll ask about AEW stuff. I know you I know you reviewed the show, but for people who maybe didn't watch it or, or haven't heard, what are your thoughts on on Sting's last match in facing the Young Bucks? Uh, as underwhelming as the, the Bucks are for last opponents, 
I can't think of a better one off the top of my head. So there's that. The best of a bunch of bad options, quite frankly. <laughs> what would you have preferred? I mean, it, is it the Bucks? A singles match, but they you know they won those singles, apparently. Uh, tag match outside of FTR, I don't see any other options. The best of a bunch of <laughs> fantastic. Uh, what do you what do you make of uh, all of Tony Khan's tweets and stuff? That was about the only thing anybody wanted to talk about this past week. Uh, wait. Um, what does everybody else think? I don't want. No, that's not. Obviously, I don't want to say I don't want. This is just. It's silly. It's. It's kind of sad. I saw SP3 say he acts like a wrestling fan, but of course, SP3 being the nicer person, he framed it as, "Oh, it's just how every fan would act." Why is that a good thing? Have you met these people? Why would you want anybody to act like a wrestling fan ever? Especially if they're running a company. It's a terrible idea. Would you would you would you allow people to say half the things that people say to Tony Khan on social media, even if you had a multi-million dollar wrestling company to run? Would I let him say half the things? Would you let these people say half the things they say to Tony Khan? Say to Tony Khan. Yeah, to Tony Khan. And not say anything in re- in response. Oh no. But you should beat me in charge of anything either. That's <laughs> <laughs> See, that's the Odyssey I get. <laughs> no, absolutely not. Why is Tony he on Twitter? Khan. What's Twitter? that? Why is he on Twitter? Hire a From Twitter a- guy. He grew up in the, the message board era. Like yeah. he he's just used to being on the message boards and, and going at these people. Like this is who he is for, for better or for worse. Like this is what he's gonna do personally, I think it's hilarious. I it pops What's me to hilarious. <laughs> it's definitely hilarious. I don't know how the people in the company feel about it. I've read the reports of like, oh, some people are unhappy and all of the stuff, and, and why are, why is he doing this? You would never see Triple H do this or anything, but like you see Dana White do this all the time, and I guess people get mad about that as well. <laughs> but, yeah. but I mean, at the end of the day, what are they gonna do about it? Yeah. Bad boss for doing what the boss does. Like, leave. I'd like to see Tony Khan go after bigger accounts. I think going after you know interns at the USA Network is small potatoes. <laughs> I, I want him to go after like go, actually go after uh, Rio Ripley or somebody. Oh, no, go after yeah. Sanofe who told him to show. Oh yeah, he up. did. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I said no offense to Idris, but like. I said bigger accounts. He's <laughs> does he wrestle on NXT? Yeah, when was the he last? Does. He does. He's gonna be in the Dusty Rose Tag Team Classic. They versus Trick and Mello. Probably oh. gonna lose to Trick okay. and Mello. All right. Well, good. Good for him. Remember when he did that bit where he got a fake WWE tattoo to to gain attention? Oh, that's that thing. guy. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no offense, Star. I'm sure, you're a nice guy, but. <laughs> You tell me all the time you love NXT, Jimmy. Uh, not that guy. I'm sorry, if you put a big tattoo, you're just you're the type of person I don't need in my life. I don't need that type of attention seeking in my life. I'm sorry, just don't. 
makes sense. Uh, wh- what have you what have you liked about uh, NXT as of late? I watched this week's episode and I thought some of the acting. Uh, not to point anyone out specifically, but uh, just overall the the acting in the vignettes were not very good. I mentioned You're not actor, sir. Hey, wrestlers. Then don't then wrestle. <laughs> That's simple. If you're not good actors, then you should probably wrestle. That's what I watch, a wrestling show. Oh, God. Why don't you put on a compilation then? Go on YouTube and find a wrestling compilation. You don't like episodic television shows. No, I do like episodic television shows when it's good. You can't give me an episodic television show that's bad acting. He takes like, swings. When, when, did the pull, when did the tub get there in that Tiffany Stratton, Fallon Henley? <laughs> like, I was like, when did the tub get here? What are we doing? We're not even staging this properly. Shawn Michaels takes swings, sir. Sometimes you strike out a lot. It happens. You got to take the swings. That's all I ask for. Shooters, shooters keep shooting. The, the Dion Waiters quote. The Dion Waiters quote. I would rather go 0 for 30 then then oh for eight because oh for eight means I, I stopped shooting like just, just keep shooting keep right. shooting the shots yeah, but so you have to go oh for 17 yes keep shooting though keep shooting you're gonna get hot eventually yeah eventually those shots are gonna fall the next game <laughs> here's hoping uh, your 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 boy LA Knight is in the one of the top matches at WWE Raw Rumble against Roman Reigns, AJ Styles, and Randy Orton. Fatal Four Way. What do you think about that decision? What do you think about and what do you think about that report that uh, it was originally supposed to be Orton versus Roman? I figured they didn't want Orton to take the loss this early. Um, getting LA Knight in there keeps him out of the Rumble, so it, it clears it up a little bit for simply a Cody and Punk showdown. I um I don't I don't like the way it feels. It feels like a cop out, quite frankly. I'd prefer the one on one, put Styles and Knight in the Rumble, and then figure something out. This is not my job to figure it out for you, but just put him in there and figure it out. Uh, Knight's in the main event, so I can't complain. All I wanted wasn't be an upper mid Carter. That's all I wanted a year ago. I I'll take it. What I've gotten so much more than I wanted. I'll take it. Thank you. Do you think he's the guy that's getting penned though? It's 50-50. Between him and AJ. Probably. I think uh, do you think yeah. we're getting Rock and Roman at, at Mania and Cody's getting boxed out? Yeah. I, I, I held off as long as I could. I convinced him! Yes! I did my job, ladies and gentlemen! Yeah, I, it just feels like I can't see Roman working in the Mitch Chamber. Maybe they do the Cody a backlash or something. I, I just don't see anything but Rock and Roman at Mania, sadly. See, see, they can make it perfect, guys. I'm I'm just saying. I'm just saying. It's, there's a, we, Already perfect. Be, we just laid it out. We just... We just laid it out. No, you're good. I think you're good, Jeremy. Uh, we laid it out for the people. Orton doesn't have to take the loss at the Rumble because his first loss since coming back is going to happen at Mania to Cody. And then it sets up Cody finishing his story four years, 
four years since the return of Roman Reigns at SummerSlam 2024, when he returned as the tribal chief, when he returned as the head of the table, and then one week later started this legendary run, this legendary title reign. Cody's going to come in on the Cody Express. It's going to have on one side the American Nightmare symbol. On the other side, it's going to have a picture of Liberty. It's going to be in Atlanta, Georgia, in his hometown. So he can win it in front of his mother and all of his family. The celebration of the Rhodes family at SummerSlam, which will probably be like one month after Dustin's uh, contract ends with AEW. So he could be there too. What a great time. I'm speculating speculating there. I just added that in. (laughs) Thanks. All of these things are important. I don't care about the year. This is not storytelling as much as you all try to claim it is. Something happening two years from the time that something else happened isn't a story. I'm sorry. That's not how that works. And it's not important. Put the belt on Cody. Rock doesn't need to be here. I'm sorry. I love you, Rock. At least I did back in the day. It's over. <laughs> I don't need you anymore. Sorry. We have new toys now. I don't want to see Austin versus Macho Man at WrestleMania 15. I want to see Austin versus The Rock. And now I don't want to see The Rock. I want to see Roman versus Cody. I'm sorry. No disrespect. We had Roman versus Cody last year. Yeah, we should have should be done with this. I agree. <laughs> Over all of this. But we didn't. So let's do it now. But it should it should have been the first time this year. That's what I say. I'd say that Rock should have done the match last year at 39 in Los Angeles. And then Cody would have had one time this year without the letdown of 39 because everybody would have expected Roman to win against Rock and he won and got to a thousand days. I already knew. I said it. I was telling you before WrestleMania. I was like, they got to get Roman to a thousand days. And they did that. I didn't understand the logic either. Hey, think about, think about all the money you can make through a thousand days. What money? What are we talking about? They make they made records. I was talking about it earlier. They made all these records. A t-shirt? No, they about? made records. They made records because they have the champion what, to what build saying? around. He's saying records. He's just saying records. This is PL- they, they made box office records for PLEs, the greatest. Every, every made the thousand days. That's why they did it. Would you stop? Yes, yes it all it all starts there. It all starts there. You need you need a centerpiece. You had Hulk Hogan in the centerpiece Rocky doesn't record. show up. You need, Hulk Hogan, Hulk Hogan didn't show up on all the shows. What are y'all talking about? Hulk Hogan, Hulk Hogan showed up on he made all the house shows. All the house shows he was supposed to be on, they had a whole nother circuit with Macho Man as Intercontinental Champion running things. They were fine. Everything's fine. You need a centerpiece at the top. In every great era in WWE history, rock and wrestling was Hogan. Attitude era was Austin. And the Renaissance era, Roman Reigns. Was Austin not the guy because he didn't have the belt? Or was he always the guy? He's always the guy. The belt is irrelevant. Wasn't always the guy. Oh, when he was Austin, Brett Brett made him the guy. That belt or no belt, it was Austin. Rocket hold it, Foley could hold it. Is Austin's company. Roman doesn't need the belt. Because about this thousand days nonsense. It's Roman. Hey, Hogan. Hogan became the icon that he is because he had a four year run. So they're just doing it, doing it again. They're repeating history. I'm okay with that. I never got to see it. I didn't see it. Hogan's run ended in ni- in January 1988. I was born in May 1988. I ain't never seen any of that. I had to watch VHSs to see all of that. But I can say, I could tell oh my, my kid, my kids are three years old right now. 
when they when they 23. And I'm telling, I'm telling them, man, you should have been there for Roman Reigns. What are they gonna say? Two thousand days as as what are they gonna say? WWE, you know, it was iconic. They were dad, dad, wrestling is corny. You don't like (laughs) (laughs) Are you gonna tell your kids about Roman over LeBron SP3? Oh, absolutely. More iconic champion, more iconic champion than LeBron James. Fair, LeBron's a big old loser nowadays. Yeah. He wins the championship and then he loses. Roman, he won a championship four years ago and he still got it. That's a real champion. Absolutely. Well, you join the Lakers. What do you want? Shit happens. Hang hey, he was a for... loser before that. Hanging he banners for in season tournament. In season tournament is a shame. In season tournament banners, just terrible. Just terrible. No, well, uh, SP3 is actually notoriously a LeBron hater, but he has to root for him because he's on the Lakers. <laughs> yeah. That's really what it is. Yeah, yeah, that's really well. That's really all it is. <laughs> he doesn't actually like LeBron, though. He came to my side. He joined the dark side when he came to the Lakers because I was hating on him, and he had to come to my team to make me stop. Yes, it's all about me. Clearly. <laughs> but... Jimmy, um, we got we got to talk about more wrestling here. Uh, we don't have did- to. We can talk about basketball. We can talk about anything. Oh, we, can ta- we can talk about basketball. Oh, perfect. <laughs> we can, I mean, we do you finally- want to talk about basketball? Your no, team kind of sucks. We can finally find out who the hell who the hell Jimmy's team is because he always talking trash about my team. He'll never say he have a team. I don't have a team. I'm not a fan of teams. I'm a fan of players. Ever since Kobe retired, I haven't found another guy yet. So, and I, yeah, I'll let you know. I'll let you know. I don't don't be a fan of like Jason Tatum. He's I'm not a fan. Yeah, good. I just I respect that. Light skin, less good version of Kobe. He's hard to watch. <laughs> Ugh, stop shooting breeze. You just tell us, please. Complains too much about the calls. It's <laughs> all of it. It's gross. Terrible. Terrible. I'm a joker, but not enough to like root for the Denver Nuggets. How do you feel about Shea Gilgis Alexander? He thinks Kobe is a roided up version of Michael Jordan. That is precisely backwards, so I can't be a fan of him. Sorry. Any basketball player who doesn't understand basketball, I can't enjoy. <laughs> uh, but he is. He is a great basketball player. I'll say that much. Top 10. Wait, player. he really said that? Yes. He said Kobe was a, was a roided up. Kobe's the greatest player ever because he's a roided up version of Michael Jordan. Oh, Kobe has nothing better than Michael Jordan at all. I'm yeah, Shay loves Kobe. Shay disrespects Jordan a lot, which is yeah. I'm a bigger fan of Shay now. <laughs> oh my god, I love that. This lack of logic. You're a fan of this? <laughs> better than Michael Jordan ever. At least I have a reason to be a fan of Shay SB3. You, you're just a fan because he's burying Jordan and bigging up Kobe. <laughs> you pick up Kobe, I'm instantly a fan. Like like Jason Tatum, I'm a fan of him. He's I love Kobe that. Fan. He's a Kobe fan. I'm a fan. Keep it Jason Tatum put on a great performance last night. <sighs> Wasn't looking good, and I and I and I put that on my parlay, man. He just let me down. Don't bet on the Celtics. What do you yeah, I'm not gonna do that anymore. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I think I had him for like 25. I think he had what, like 13 or something. I don't think anybody on the Celtics scored over 20 last. Yeah, night. Like, yo, that was the first parlay. I didn't hit anything. <laughs> it was all it was all Celtics on my parlay, and I didn't hit a damn thing. They should give you something for that. To get everything wrong is impressive. 
That is, <laughs> I should be right, right? Like, <laughs> I got everything wrong. I got everything in one. So that makes sense. Bet on all the unders, all the unders you would have hit. That's true. I learned my lesson. I learned my lesson. But that's never going to happen again. That's the, that's the crazy, that's the fun part about doing parlays that it's never consistent. It's never going to be the same thing the next game. Except for the Jeremy's thing, I did. I did make some money on uh, Joker not not shooting the ball much against bad teams. He doesn't give a shit to shoot against bad teams. It rules. <laughs> what is that? That's weird. He had like four <laughs> points against the Detroit Pistons. Yeah, it's fantastic. Doing, jerk? <laughs> it's fantastic. It was like Detroit. I don't need to score. Here, <laughs> yeah, everybody else can score. It's great. It's I respect that so much. Uh, we had a couple super chats. So the the goat, our truth. Your thoughts on our truth? Well, our he's hilarious. He's that. I think on Monday was hysterical. That video package. I can't remember the last time I laughed that much during a wrestling show. That was great. I think they just I... found found something with this whole truth and judgment thing. It feels like it was a one week bit, and and it just got over, and they just keep doing it. Yes, I feel like the more ridiculous that 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 group gets, the better they are. Yeah. Kai says Punk and Cody versus Rock and Roman. What are your thoughts on? That potential oh, match. No tag matches. Why are we wasting the rock on a tag match? He's got half a match left. Why are we wasting on a tag match? Oh, he's only got half a match left. That's why it's got to be a tag match. You can't do a full single match. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> we sure about the rock on TV? Are you guys sure about this? Yeah. Don't you have good memories of the rock? I do. I do. You want to ruin it? No, I'm he good. Fine, bust out of people's elbow. He almost died. <laughs> hey, you look good in September. Oh, it's just one. It's no, just he one didn't. No, he didn't. He was Look blown up off that, too. Yeah, he was. He, he was, was blown up in September as well. At least he could blame Altitude on that. They're in Colorado. It's like, you know what? Altitude they had no excuses for the show on Monday last week. No, you got to get in there. You got to show up at the PC and work with Carmelo Hayes. He'll get him into shape. That's what he should be doing on his free time. Yep. Instead of making a new uh, Black Adam movie or trying to get back in with DCEU. The new version with James Gunn. The Rock said he's done with that. He's he's going to be a dramatic actor now. Yeah, he's going to play Mark Kerr for. Oh yeah, I saw that. Yeah, another guy with no cardio who's just big jack. <laughs> <laughs> he, he honestly he'll probably be great in the role. He probably will. He probably yeah. will be pretty good. Uh, yeah, the last the last Rock movie I saw was Black Adam, unless you count uh, Fast Ten because he was in the post credit scene. He was, fine. he was fine in Black Adam. He wasn't Black Adam, but he was fine in Black Adam. Yeah, he was the rock being the rock. That's probably I like the story, though, that he wasn't every actual Black Adam. That he was the father of Black of the real, the yeah. real hero. This Black Adam doesn't actually murder people. <laughs> well, people are not a fan of Black Adam. I've never seen it. I've never seen it. You seen Fast Ten? What did you think about him? And oh, yeah, I saw 10. Fast Ten. Fast and Furious is the greatest movie. film franchise of all time. So awful I, movie. You best believe I've seen all of those. We did a tier list on Fast and Furious, and he put everything in the top tier. Jim. Yeah, because <laughs> they're all great. Jason <laughs> Momoa was fantastic in Fast Ten. He ruled. He was. It. He was the best part about it. I'll he give was. you that. I heard he was ridiculous in that. He was. He was, he was so over the he top was. and extra. It was but it was great. good. It was that was the best part about it. Because three, great. uh, what her, what uh, uh, Captain Marvel? Oh my god, she, she could have not been in the movie. Could have not been in the movie. You wouldn't have known it. 
I could have told you Brie Larson didn't give a fuck about the Fast and Furious. I could have told you that. Dude, nobody does. They're just all there getting payday, hanging out with their friends. <laughs> exactly. Ludacris making his ten million for his fifteen of twenty <laughs> movies, according to Cat Williams. <laughs> I respect it. That's the life right there. It's like when Sandler would do all these movies and just book his friends on it. None of them were funny by the end of it, but like they just all got a vacation out of it. Right? Sandler used to have the same people. Yeah. I'm not hating on that at all. Rob Schneider. uh, Rob Schneider got consistent work. David Spade, consistent work. Thanks to Sandler. (laughs) I respect all of that. See, this is this is me. I'm being Adam Sandler. I'm putting Jimmy on. I have Jim. I'm on the show today. Jimmy wow. on the show today. True. Wow. There you go. Yeah. Taking credit. Yeah. Uh, always. <laughs> always. Taking credit. Always. How about that. Is, <laughs> Fast and Furious series is not good. It's the greatest film franchise of all time. I'm sorry, I have taste. Unlike apparently everybody in the it's chat. It's not good. Not good at all. Ben, me, all these people. Me and Jimmy are like Dr. Dre and Snoop Dogg. Who, who am I? My Marshall Mathers? Yeah, you're Marshall. <laughs> I'll take that. Is it because I'm white? That's racist. You're the one who suggested it, sir. <laughs> I didn't suggest that. <laughs> I was gonna get. I was gonna say uh, Steve Berg or whatever, like the the guy that Eminem goes on the track uh, talks to his producer, oh, oh, the manager. <laughs> I don't. Yeah, why he, I, I don't want to be the manager. Steve. I feel like I've at least got some talent. Now you got some bars. I heard I've you. popped people. I'm trying to battle rap uh Top Dollar. He's ducking me like a coward out here. I'm you trying to went to Vegas. You should have went to Vegas with Joel. I told Joel, let him know. I've I've messaged him. I told him when and where to find me at. I told him when we can do this. Nothing. Nothing. Top Dollar's a, he's a star, according to Top Dollar. Oh, and I'm I'm Snoop Dogg, by the way, not Jimmy. Jimmy Jimmy put me on. Jimmy, Jimmy is Dre. Me, he put me on his channel first, so this is just this is just reparations. All of this. Uh, so <laughs> he's Dr. Dre. I'm I'm Snoop Dogg because I smoke weed too. So, um, but yeah. Jesus. <laughs> and plus, and plus, and plus, I wanted to pop Jeremy by mentioning Snoop Dogg on the show. So, look, that's the goat. Right there. Go to what? Snoop Dogg. WB legend, Hall of Famer. Love Snoop. Undefeated at WrestleMania. That's also true. Yeah. True. Nothing but facts with Snoop out here. (laughs) (laughs) Snoop, the greatest of all time. Absolutely. Jimmy, anything else you you want to talk about? We our, our show allegedly ends at, at noon but give you give you the floor if you want to mention anything else um Brody Lee was great and I heard he was a great person um if we could stop using his name to get a pop or ratings or a, a tag team match or anything else that'd be great it makes me sick to my stomach I don't care if the WWE does it too it also makes me sick to my stomach I just want. Listen, I get it. It keeps him in memory. Can you just pay the family money? Like, like, do you have to get something out of it too? I don't ask for much. Just, I don't need to hear Anna J say that she. I hope I made him proud by winning this fake wrestling match. That feels kind of gross. It just does. I, just me. Fair enough. I don't mind, but it does feel gross. And uh, does anybody know when Jamie Hader is coming back? 
Hopefully soon. Hopefully soon. Please. I'm, I'm ready. And why doesn't Tony Khan like Thunder Rosa? This is our first, her first match back on Dynamite in what, like a year and a half, 18 months. Com- did commentary even mention it? Her name was no, they just treated. Oh, she's, she's, she's here. She's back. Like, what? Well, she's Thunder Rosa. She was Thunder Ross or Thunder Roberts or Thunder. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm, I keep calling him racist, even though he's not. And he's Indian or whatever. I just find it funny to think that he could be. <laughs> like, if he could be, that'd be funny, right? Like, secret events. It'd be, like, hilarious. It's like, what if he was? <laughs> let's, let's, just, let's just live in a world where he was. Maybe that explains this. Right? Plays <laughs> Andrade, right? It explains uh, who else? Uh, Malachi Black. He's got black in his name. He wears black face. <laughs> um, <laughs> he's confused. He's like, he only sees him from the right side. And he's like, oh, he's losing tonight. <laughs> Most singles matches egregious. Sorry. Sorry. Not because of his incompetence, I'm forced to watch CM Punk versus Adam Page like twice in WWE. That is gross. I'd rather not if you don't mind. I'm not interested. You were a big fan of uh, CM Punk. What do you think about CM Punk going 0 2 in promo exchanges in WWE so far? He didn't go 0 2. He's 0 2. He's 1 and 1. He won that one with Seth? <laughs> Certainly. He did not win. No, he didn't win either of them. He definitely didn't win against Drew. Drew just blamed him. Let me tell you something. If somebody punched you in the face and he goes, the last one you get, he won. He won. <laughs> You're lucky to get away. You're lucky to get away. He won. <laughs> he, won. Um, he did not say that to Drew. That is a good point. <laughs> he was like, he was like, you know what? I'm gonna eliminate you last. <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> I don't like that one. Yeah, I don't he lost that. to Drew on Twitter too. Drew posted that photo and he was like, say it to my chest. Like he lost that one. He was as just well. going off on Twitter. Yeah. It was hilarious. He got more personality than I thought. I was like, when did Drew become one of the best promos in WWE? Like oh, it seems Drew's like he's been great. No, he's always been a good, he's always been a great like uh babyface promo. I thought he was like above average. Was WWE, not a lot of them know how to do good babyface promos, let's be real. Now, in general, in wrestling, the babyface promo has become like a lost trope. You either oh. get you either get a really corny one, really fired up one that's always yelling all the time, and then you got Eddie Kingston. Um, <laughs> it's like it's like it's like different levels of them. Like the, Eddie Kingston does it well when John Moxley does his two minute backstage promo. He does it really well. Cody Rose does it really well, but not everybody across both promotions do it very well. But Drew McIntyre can. I did not know he had this as a heel though. That was the thing. That was the thing. Like everybody can have great heel promos, but he's able to be a very relatable heel. It's weird where I'm agreeing with a bunch of things he says as the heel, even as someone just watching it and thinking like a casual fan of, I think I'm supposed to agree with the baby faces, but this guy's making a lot more sense. That's how I feel watching Raw most of the time. He's got a fantastic character. I hope they don't ruin it. Uh, If I have him become like a mustache twirly villain, this is great. (laughs) Now it's AEW. AEW, everybody's growing mustaches and yeah. heels. Well, to be fair, um, 
Nakamura is a mustache turning twirling uh, villain in, in the way that he's been booked and the fact that he always loses the match the big match. He's a mustache. He's the definition of what a mustache twirling villain is. It's all good and great until it actually comes time for things, and then he he's been losing. A very I will say that is the uh, one issue I have with Triple H's booking off the top of my head is that he got rid of Vince's awful disqualifications. Fair enough, I appreciate it. But now we have no reason for all these rematches. Like, I don't need to see Seth fight Nakamura twice or Balor twice or McIntyre twice. Why? He beat them already. Clearly. There's no need. Oh, Jimmy, we appreciate you joining us. Uh, let everybody know where they can find you at if you want them to follow you on Twitter. Uh, Sure. Uh, at Jimmy Macro on Twitter. You probably get blocked if you have bad opinions. I blocked somebody the other day. What did he say? I think he said Cody was better than Dusty on the mic. He wasn't even talking to me. He was talking to somebody else. I just blocked him. <laughs> Never need to see your opinion about anything ever again. Um, yeah, and on YouTube, at Jimmy Macro. There you go. Watch him on AE Ramble with, uh, with SP3 as well. Thank you for joining us, Jimmy. Thanks for having me. Oh, fantastic. Fantastic. He said I blocked someone because they said Cody was better. I mean, it's their reason to block somebody. Like, you know, I like Cody, but let's let's be honest about things here. I'm surprised he's like, I blocked some dude the other day. He was saying Eric Bischoff was right about something. I was like, oh wait, that was me. I was just showing that was me. I assume a bunch of people just mute me and block me based on just my my troll tweets. Like I can't deal with you right now. Gotta you gotta fair. You gotta assume that someone doesn't doesn't like you. And I only only realized that so many people have blocked me until I checked like comments for like one of my friends that are much more likable than me, like Stephanie Hypes or 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 Seahawk Cam. Like when I see their comments, and it's like block, block, block. Oh, hide message. Oh, who's this person? Oh, I I just assume <laughs> everyone has me muted. It's just like yeah, we follow Jeremy. We'll we'll show up there, but like he's muted. I can't deal with his friggin' troll and shit posting and stuff some people enjoy it i guess i don't know i but do fair i tweet like everyone just has me muted i'm just that's why it says in my bio 95 percent of tweets are just to pop me i don't give a shit if you follow me you are like, i don't care i don't want people to follow me if you do don't come at me that my opinion is wrong because i'm probably not giving my actual opinion <laughs> you got work fucking around I, i've been i've been fucking around with my twitter and i've been getting people who take me seriously it's fun it's fun yeah, it is a it is fun when you're not taking it seriously and you're just tweeting out you like can't random take twitter serious nah, you, you can't, can't. i, I don't take wrestling or twitter seriously those are two nah. things that i will never take seriously and i think that's why I'm successful. I'll never block people over like wrestling stuff because I don't take it serious. So even if like they're a bunch of dorks in my mentions, like they were this week, like telling me a bunch of stuff, I just ignore it. I'm like, all right, sure, dude. Like I don't follow you anyway. You probably don't follow me anyway. You don't understand it. Don't. I will block people over sports. (laughs) He was like, you say something about the abs. That's a hundred percent block people over sports 100 percent. don't message me about sports after like a tough loss or something especially playoffs oh i'm gonna be an asshole during playoff time because the thunder look like they're gonna make it which is unfortunate the abs are probably gonna make it so like you know the nba and nhl playoffs go on at the same time like there's gonna be a night where like my team's playing 
both games the same night. And like they both might lose that night. And somebody's gonna say something. And I'm I'm gonna just immediately wanna get Andrew Zarian on them. Like immediately. Like Zarian, take care of this guy for me. It's gonna happen. Oh, the wife just messaged me. She's like, oh dear. Like the wife has seen me with the NHL playoffs. But you know, two years ago we won the championship, 2022, Stanley Cup champion, Colorado Avalanche. She saw the high. Yeah, last year I was like, okay, because we just won it. Like we lost in the first round last year, game seven. Can't win a game. Like none of my teams can win a game seven to save their lives. It's very unfortunate. But like we'd won the cup the year before. So I'm like, eh, you know, it's okay. It's okay that we lost. Like we're, we won the cup. It's fine. This year though, we're a year now removed from winning the cup. Our team is better than we were last year. This is the Avs. We're yeah. better than we were last year. And like, hold on. She's saying you were just as upset when they lost. <laughs> oh, yeah. During the cup run. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I was super out. upset. No, no, no. no. I, she's, she's correct about this. During the cup run, I was really upset when we lost. They only lost four times the entire cup run. I was very upset because like every single the time. losing the losing the years prior stays with you. We lost in the second round the years prior. We lost in a game seven, a game six. Like the losing year prior stays with you. So like those losses, even though they never trailed in a series, they only lost four times in a series or four times the entire playoffs. It stays with you. So you think like, oh, this they're gonna lose it, they're gonna blow it. But like last year, I don't feel I was that upset. Maybe my wife will message me and confirm or deny. Like, no, nah, you were still a little bitch about things. Um, <laughs> but like, I don't feel like I was that bad last year. Even after a game seven loss, I was like, eh, like just didn't have it this year. What can you do? Like the team just wasn't as good last year. I truly think that's how I felt in the moment. And, but this year it's going to be different because we are better than we were last year. We're playing better. We'll see come playoff time, but we're a year removed from winning the cup. Now we don't have, there's, there's not that like we just won last year. It was like, eh, we won two years ago. Like that's, that shit doesn't count at this point. You know, yeah. like if you're not the defending champions, you haven't won anything, you know, like that is true. Yeah. I agree. And then, and then, uh, so, so she's saying, I don't think you were as upset. Maybe I blocked it. Do I need to take cover during the playoffs? Because it's going to be the double whammy. Uh, Mrs. Jeremy, because you got you're gonna he's gonna have the Thunder and the Avs. See, in that's the, in the playoffs so at the same damn time. I'm I'm warning I'm warning my lovely beautiful wife now, and it's gonna happen more. I'm way worse for basketball playoffs, mm-hmm. and like we're good this year. If we were like a eighth seed, like last year, we were in the play-in. We won the first game, and I was pretty excited. And then we got blown out in the second game. I was like, yeah, whatever. Like. We that was a tough matchup. We were never gonna win that thing. We're the we're tied for number one right now. Like it feels like unless they really fall off, which I'm still expecting, like we're gonna be like a top three seed. We're gonna be like a kind of a favorite in this. The Avs are gonna be a top three seed. They're gonna be a favorite. Like it's different when you're the favorite because then you have the expectation there that's why i'm trying not to get too high with this thunder team because it's like we're a year ahead even though we are good we shouldn't be this good but like i know come playoff time i'm gonna be like i'm gonna be a wreck and i take basketball more serious 
than hockey, even though hockey is my favorite sport. Uh, I take it more serious because I take it more serious because like I talk, I talk to you about it all the time. I talk to my friend Samer about it all the time. And like, even though I like hockey more, I talk about basketball more. So it feels like it's like a heavier thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I don't talk about hockey with my friends that much. I don't have a lot of friends that like hockey. So it doesn't feel like this big old thing. Yeah, it's going to be, she's she's just saying, like, I will sit in my designated spot on the couch and stay quiet. Like That's that's uh, why basketball became, like, my, my favorite sport is because all my friends, that would be the thing that we would always, like, kind of talk about. And, yeah, every Laker loss. Like, I probably will say, I, I got, I had more pain as a Laker fan watching us lose in 2004 to the Detroit Pistons than any of the Laker championships that I've watched them win, which is about six of them at this point. I've seen the Lakers win. None of them. I was as happy as, as much as I was in pain. Why? I remember crying. I was like 16 years old. I remember crying because I was getting ragged by family, friends, (laughs) like, People on the street, people in my neighborhood knew I was a Laker fan, and they were ragging on me. You, you let Detroit beat you. You let Detroit. They, they were like a three seed at that point. Like you're, you were the Lakers. You had four Hall of Famers. Y'all could have. Yeah, I remember that. That was hard. So I, I do understand that sometimes it feels like that. That the, the losses hurt way more than the wins feel great. You at least had championships off of that. Yeah. Like I, I know the 2004. It, it eases the it eases the pain. Yeah. But I had to wait. I had to wait like what five more years? Five more years after that. We had the to worst. That, that started that started a whole downfall. The next year we ain't even make the playoffs. We had Smudge Parker. Smudge Parker as a point guard. I'm I'm sorry. Every time I have to say Smush Parker was a Lakers point guard like some people that don't watch basketball they will hear the name smush parker and they will say that sounds made up no he was actually the lakers point guard after we lost in the 2004 nba finals the the worst i've told the story before it was the pandemic the pandemic season abs lost game seven they they were down three one in the series they came back to tie it at three they lost game seven in like the most brutal way possible. They scored with like 50 seconds remaining in the game. And I'm like, 50 seconds, we're good. We're winning this. We did it. And then Dallas scored to tie it. And I was are you so we go to overtime and we lose in overtime. And I'm just like, we lost in overtime. This, this overtime game seven loss where we were leading. With like maybe it wasn't 50 seconds. It was under two minutes, though. We were leading under two minutes and lost in overtime. Was one day after the OKC game seven loss to Houston. And when the Chris Paul year. Yeah. So like back to back game seven losses, both close games. One was in overtime. I remember I was doing the SmackDown post show back then. And I took a walk. I I like the, the abs game, they lost in overtime. It was like seven o'clock and I had the SmackDown show to do at eight. I just walked the neighborhood for an hour. I was just like came back on, did the SmackDown post show. It was, it was good, but like yeah, I just walked or 
just or because I had I had to watch SmackDown, so I had to like yeah. watch SmackDown. So you had so to I, do it like you had to be back by like seven fifty nine. Yeah, no, the, I I had it taped and everything. I actually might have been the oh, longest okay. thing I could fast forward the commercial. Oh, nice, I just nice. I just walked the whole neighborhood. I was like, I don't know what I'm supposed to do with my life right now. Back to back game yeah. seven losses. I remember. I remember this specifically because this is why I remember 2004 because I watched the the final game. I think it was game five. We lost in five with my cousin on my like my he's like my cousin in law. He's like my cousin from uh, my sister married somebody and he just ragged on me. And I was like, I kept it together. I kept my composure. And then on the ride home, I started crying. I was like, I teared up. I was like, man, we just lost. I had- and, then, and then I had to go home to my stepdad. My stepdad, that's a Knicks fan. A Knicks fan. I had to come on to him ragging on me, dragging me. And I was just like, yo, you're a Knicks fan. How dare I like yo, y'all don't understand how it is to feel. Like I I am I am a rooting for a team that's a winner, and I'm I'm surrounded by a whole bunch of losers, Knicks fans, and they have the audacity every single time the Lakers lose to, to rag on us. Like you you've never been alive to see your team win a championship. What? Why are you even saying anything? Sit your ass down. I wish I could have said that to my stepdad. God bless his soul. Uh, all right. Smackdown's tonight, everybody. Smackdown's tonight. We got uh, Bailey and Bianca Belair for the first time in 2024. We have Cameron Grimes against Grayson Waller. LWO against Los Leferios. And then we have Randy Orton, AJ Styles, and LA Knight prepare for Roman Reigns. I hope their preparation is like a video of like people like running in and so they got to fight off like run-ins everything since that's uh since since that's going that's going to happen in the match like they just always, they just got a bunch of run-ins people. yeah yeah you got to fight off like a bunch of run-ins like that's how you prepare for a roman reigns match yeah prepare, it's better pre- tape study than cody apparently did because cody's like i didn't didn't follow the game plan Kane Velasquez ask out here didn't follow the game plan. Jesus Christ, Cody. What did we do? Faisal was saying, hey guys, if you haven't watched it yet, I highly recommend Secret Base YouTube series on Kobe and Shaq. It was really well done and covered that either saga. There you go. Yeah, I think I seen the first part of that. Uh, why soluble? I need to go back and uh, you know, finish that. But yeah, I, I do watch uh, Secret Base. I like more of their uh collapse, their collapse series is my favorite. Why do like why do, when they break down how a team like started their whole collapse uh, as like they were like on the championship or won a championship and then they collapse after that or they got close to a championship and collapse after that I love those those stories like the one I think my favorite one was uh, the Dallas Mavericks collapse that was great because that Dallas Mavericks team is another team that gave me pain when we lost to them in 2011 I actually I actually felt more point pain for 2004 and 2011 more than 2008 I saw a bunch of people it losing to boston in the finals it's because we had got back to the finals that lessened the blow for me because we had gone through five years of waiting to get back to the finals and then we finally had a team where i knew we were going to get back to the finals so losing to boston even though it was boston it didn't hurt that much there you go i my team's only been to one finals maybe we'll get back at some point in our lives see you, you you're gonna get back I have faith in I have more faith in the Oklahoma for anyone who doesn't watch FMC. I have more faith in the Oklahoma City Thunder this year than Jeremy did. 
you you're calling Boston we though like you're out of pocket this year with your basketball takes honestly you are it's because it's because i need people to remember who are the teams that i had faith in that you can't pick multiple teams sp3 but people need to know that i was the one that said boston was going to go to the nba finals i was the one who said the indiana pacers would be a playoff team this season i was the one who said oklahoma city would be a playoff team this season I was the one. I mean, multiple people said it. But all of them? I don't remember. Exactly. I don't remember a lot of this stuff. But you can't say we. Like, you can't. I agree. You can't say we. I agree. You just can't. I agree. Yeah. I agree. You slipped again on Tuesday. It's very unfortunate. I know. It happens. Mm. It happens. Smack you know, you know when, someone, when you hate someone, and you hate someone so much, they, it turns into love. Mm. No, nah, I just need you to like ignore that person and never speak of them. I can't with Boston Celtics. Oh, uh, fair. They are all over the place. They played well <laughs> last night. Good job by them last night. We could have played for that team. Last night. <laughs> hey, I would have made a shot. It was ugly. Unlike was them. Ugly game. Yeah, it ugly. was. All right, everybody. Watch SmackDown tonight if you want. If you don't, I don't care. Watch all the shows this weekend if you want. If you don't, I don't care. I have to, so... Like Battle of yeah. the Belts, all that good stuff. AEW Collision. You got. We talked about NJPW. Battle Watch of Battle the of the Belts, where no title ever changes hands. Nope, and it won't change hands this time. Hopefully, please don't. Doesn't seem it. like it. Doesn't feel like the tag titles are going to change. Doesn't feel like Julia Hart's losing. So, yeah. and she shouldn't. Uh, Amnienta, Queen Amnienta versus Hikaru Shida on Rampage tonight, and Eddie Kingston versus Willie Yuta. Those two should be very good. So, looking forward to that. We got some good wrestling tonight. Good wrestling Maybe. tomorrow. Maybe. Hey, SmackDown's gonna be good. It depends on what like your definition of good is. Like, okay, what's your definition of good? Really shitty wrestling is good wrestling to me. We might get like, that on SmackDown. <laughs> <laughs> I like really like funny matches. That's good wrestling to me. I don't watch it. I'm five star. Oh, you they loved, did cool moves. You loved uh, MLW Kings of the Coliseum. They had that Love Is Blind match. They did. That was that was really bad wrestling. That I was. Saw, just, I that watched that. Good. I watched that match. I watched the final three matches. Alex Kane versus Richard Holiday was pretty good, and the main event was good. But that Love Is Blind match, man, that, was that show was two hours and seventeen minutes. That's what I appreciate about that pay per view. Learn from that TNA and in New Japan this weekend. Two hour shows. That's all I want. And and they're doing it all on wild card weekend. It's crazy. Yeah, I know. This is a good thing about the mobile screen setup. I'll be able to watch some football and, and stuff uh going going on on this. So uh, watch the wrestling this weekend if you want. If you don't, I don't care. I have to. So like, you know, spend better better use of your time than not watch wrestling if you want to sp3 thank you as always let everybody know where they can find you at they see it on the screen at true hill sp3 i'll be over on the true hill heat youtube channel go over there and subscribe over there i'm setting myself for a competition i am having a true hill he is having a race with fightful overbook to twenty thousand in 2024 we're at 11.6 they're at 14.9. Who can make it to 20,000 first? I'm putting it out there. See, we're trying to, I'm trying to 
cultivate all the fans to subscribe. Let's see who can do it first. Uh, but yeah, subscribe over there. I'll be live at 4.05 p.m. Eastern time with our NJPW Battle in the Valley preview with J News. So go over and check it out. Here's some news for you, SP3. The Lakers and Raptors will begin progressing to more serious discourse with the Atlanta Hawks pertaining to star guard Deontay Murray. So good luck with Deontay Murray. D'Angelo Russell. Bye-bye. I don't know why you would want D'Angelo Russell. Nobody should want him. All right, everybody. Thanks for tuning in today. We appreciate it. Thank you to Jimmy Macaram for joining us. Thanks for all the super chats, the, the thumbs up. If you did it, leave a thumbs up on the video. Thanks for all your ho-ass comments uh, in the chat. And we will be back on Monday. Joel Pearl will unfortunately be back. He'll be live at Hard to Kill this weekend. Uh, hopefully Steve Macklin kicks his ass and maybe I'll be doing the show with Steve Macklin on Monday. I don't know. Like that'd be pretty sweet instead of Joel. Um, it'd be much better, much better get than, than, than Joel. So, but regardless, we'll be back on Monday, whether it's me and Joel, me and Steve Macklin, SP3 might be back. Who knows? We'll see if Joel survives this weekend, but thank you guys, um, for, for hanging out with us for two hours and 20 minutes. Now we appreciate it. We'll be back on Monday. Have a great weekend, everybody. Enjoy whatever you're doing this weekend. Bye everyone.